Hi guys, welcome to episode three of the Ready Up Podcast. I'm Nal. As always, I'll be your host, joined by Bobby and Kieran. This week we've collated some news throughout the week, so there's a lot going on. Essentially, what we're going to be doing for any new listeners is we give a rundown of what we've been up to, what we've been playing, followed by news of the week. Then we go on to the rumor mill and the rumors that have escalated throughout the week that we want to talk about. And then finally we end it with our very first listener question this week. So things are changing. Things are changing. Yeah, so to get started, guys, let's just have a general a general talk, a bit more of a relaxed podcast. Anything new happening this week? Um, no, I've been hovering over the, the new PlayStation controller, the Dual Sense Edge. I don't know whether to pull the trigger or not. Pardon the pump. Pardon the pump. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How much is it? Uh it's two twenty or something like that there. Two twenty? Two dear, you mean? It is, it's pricey, but so now I want you to convince me to bet, and Kieran, I want you to convince me not to bet, and I'll judge. We'll judge it by that. Do you have an Xbox judge one? By that. Your Xbox Lite controller? No, I broke. Okay, did you use it much when you had an Xbox Lite controller? Yeah. Okay. Actually, I I use one. I usually use one back button. One back reload. button. I would usually use one, and that's it, just for reload. I feel like I'm on the wrong side here if you're using one of the buttons anyway. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I would say if you're at 220 quid is a, lot, is a steep. What are they primed for? Like, I had, I'll be honest, I had a leak controller and I fucking barely used it. I was giving it when I worked in game. Just kind of a freebie. And honestly, it sat there. I didn't use much of the back paddles and I think I ended up selling it or trading it in. eBay, probably. Probably eBay, to be fair. And I'm burping away it's, here, guys. Um, so am I. It's one of them ones that I just kind of wanted to have because I've like, got a collection of the controllers mm-hmm. building up. That's just kind of been my thing recently. So I don't know. I want it just to have it. Why not spunk 220 quid on a, a new mic that we were talking about, the Shear mics? Bit of an upgrade for still the pod. Go- I'm still going to do that anyway. That's a different fucking topic. Mm, I've been reading Jesus into that. Christ. That's it, Karen. Do you, not only cha- do you not only change your mic like last week, Bobby? <laughs> uh, I got the... When did I get the wave? A couple of weeks ago I got the wave, wasn't it? Yeah, we got it three weeks ago. Tried to convince well, me to bet, sure, and I'd only got the... the, the, the you'll, that's what will happen. You'll eventually get this one, then we'll all we'll upgrade <laughs> to the share. Yeah. <laughs> Just to try to get you on the new and better things. We're trying to make you skint by the by the, the, the way of things anyway. No, but the share, anyone listening, share's a podcast, Mike. But like if Joe, Joe Rogan uses it, I think... Uh, I'm pretty sure Michael Jackson recorded filler with it. So if you get it, if you get it, Bobby, you may sing filler down the fucking mic this anyway. <laughs> so I made a wee purchase and I kind of wish I didn't. So I bought my new monitor. I went for the uh, LG P850 slash B. From what I read, it's kind of the best 1440p monitor out there. Essentially, well, it's one of the, one of the best just for the quality of screen, 180 hertz. Very nice, but that cost me £380, and then two days later, my ba- my cat got in a fight, hurt its paw, and I had to get it neutered, and it cost me 300 quid as well. So, <laughs> I'm fucking skint in the, the grand scheme of things. Bobby, I had Dead Space, may I hold off from Tanya? I'm only joking, I'm still going to get Dead Space. Well, here, I'll wait in the reviews on Dead Space. What about you, Kieran? Anything new? No, for me, mate, it's more just upgrading the the setup that I have at the minute, I've been looking at sort of getting uh, monitor holders and stuff like that, rather than having everything condensed onto the mm-hmm. the table itself. Um, obviously, I, I got the boom arm and stuff just to, to upgrade the speakers and stuff that are the microphone that I have at the minute. So for for me, it's more 
cosmetic than actual hardware upgrades but um, i'm looking at a few of the sort of dual screens and, and triple screen holders so that's my part brett has one of them there supposed to be really good and i actually i forgot as well i got the elgato low profile arm this is the first time using it it's very nice very dear but it's very nice see anyone oh, I bought the yeah fucking, go ahead the pop filter for the elgato i was gonna say i don't want to bore people with mic talk but then we ended up boring everyone with mic talk could you imagine listening to a gaming podcast and they spent the first five minutes talking about PCs and mics when most of them are probably playing consoles? This is ridiculous. I'm sorry about that, guys. If you know, if you do have a console, maybe get a PC. Maybe. All education, but... <laughs> yeah. Anyway, these two boys are new to PC anyway, roughly. Well, Bob, you've had a PC for a while. So moving on, I'm actually letting you go first. Kieran, you've been playing a game that I told you to play. And you've said a few things that frustrated me, and I kind of want to delve in deeper on it, especially on the podcast for anyone to hear. So, Kieran, what have you been playing this weekend, what General? What have I been playing? Oh, apart from yourself, fantastic. Uh, well, apart from that, man. Um, so everyone needs to be sitting down from last week to this week. Total difference. Uh, I have finished, obviously, Crisis Core Reunion. Said it was about three quarters of the way through it, and I've actually moved myself on to Uncharted. Three games uh, in one week. Not- You've, three condensed, three, you've condensed three years into one week. <laughs> three years of gaming. Uh, that's it. it. It literally is two games in 18 months to three games in a week. Um, but I have to say, I actually spoke about Crisis Core last week. I'll not get into it too much again. Fun. Finished up as, a, as I'd expect. Uh, so yeah, it, it, it's been great so far. Story elements, uh, absolutely fantastic. It's actually gripped me in to go, I'll play a wee bit more. I'll do a wee mm-hmm. bit more. I'll I'll do the next chapter, and you end up completing the game, sitting up to half three this morning just to finish the game. So, um, gameplay is is good. Um, I have a few gripes with it, and I think this is where you're probably you're probably going to come in. Um, the the mechanics seem to sort of lost me a wee bit. I don't know how many times I lost to death to jumping off the side of a building that I didn't mean to jump off or fall off, and the frustrations kicked in. Um, and then, and then at some points I felt like I was going back to playing Call of Duty Black Ops and and World at War. To be fair, it was Nocturne or Totem mm-hmm. or whatever it's called. Um, it it just threw me completely because I came out of nowhere and, and threw you into this, and I was like, where has this went? But then I came back and and went far enough. Look, we'll overlook that. But that's that's where the sort of frustrations come in for me. Like mm-hmm. you're enjoying this game, then it threw me a wee bit. Yeah, the thing we all got the old Uncharted and. Very much a bit of platforming, shooting arena, platforming, shooting arena. You were frustrated though on the story. Now, not to spoil a game that's. I don't. 15 years old. Because I'm going to be playing it soon. Don't be spoiling too much, but you were saying, and I'm going to quote, the supernatural elements annoyed you? Aye. Okay. Why? Um, because you're sitting there enjoying the game, killing characters. Killing characters? On. Killing characters. Killing the bad guys. Yeah, kill the bad um, guys. <laughs> killing the bad guys. And then all of a sudden, the, the story takes this dark turn. Um, and you're sort of like, where does that came from? I appreciate I know where it came from. Um, mm-hmm. But it was sort of like, this has got a wee bit far-fetched, I think is the word that I used. It was like, it just completely came out blindsided me. And it turned into the something that I didn't expect. And then sort of caught up with itself again. And the same, that's one and two done that to me. So I don't know what the rest of them have in store. <laughs> yeah. 
So look, see what Uncharted, and this is kind of what I, I would say, right? You're talking 360 PS3 era, so games really up until... You think, like, even GTA didn't have much supernatural elements, but they didn't take themselves too serious, right? So you think the first game to really start taking themselves serious is probably like The Last of Us and things like that. People are probably in the comments or whatever be listening to this thinking that's not true, but in terms of supernatural elements... Those games, and if you go around that decade, like think of another game that has a serious tone but doesn't introduce something stupid or silly. So think about the 360. The type of games that you played in the 360 you enjoyed, did any of them have something where you're not killing monsters? So you think about Gears, that time frame. You think about Halo. I, but I suppose the way that was set up is from start to finish it was like that. It wasn't anything clean out of the blue. So your problem, that, I think... That, that, is it because that Uncharted sets up the kind of real-world scenario and then it brings in the monsters? 100%. Tomb, Ra- Tomb Raider done something similar. Yeah. It's because it's going to get boring fighting NPCs. It does change on later. Uncharted, what I would say is, look, it's just a sign of the times. You know, you're playing fucking things in PS3 generation. They all kind of went a bit fucking silly and stupid. They weren't taking themselves serious. It's a pulp fiction, kind of pulp action runabout things. They should even look at fucking the first Indiana Jones. They'll Lost Covenant or the Lost Ark, whatever, opens up and everyone's fucking starts melting and all. What I'll say though, see Uncharted, especially the first three, don't worry about the story, it's more about the characters. You'll get bought in and you'll enjoy the characters. The characters actually do, they bring the story along, whereas sometimes you can have a good story, but the characters are shit and you don't really care. You know what I mean? So with Nathan Drake and all them, mate, that's what will carry on in the early games, that when you go to Uncharted 4, it pays off. So I'm glad you're actually going back. I think it'll do a lot better. See, once you, it is, it's kind of the reminisce with me and DMC. Once you kind of go from one to the next one to the next one, those improvements, you'll appreciate them a lot more rather than going and playing yeah. four and then going, oh, what the fuck's this? I think you'll like it. I think three's very good. It's still a bit more fantastical. But then once you play four, mate, you'll just see. And then you'll be a wee pony like all the rest of us and pony up and you'll be the, <laughs> pronouncing the death of fucking Microsoft. Yeah. Xbox to CEX. So what's next? Who's beat? Are you going to go straight on to three? Uh, I'm cut between two, and I suppose I'll talk a wee bit more into this later on in the show itself, but I probably will go into three, but there's another game sitting in the wings. What so is we'll, it? We'll talk about that one. Um, it's it's going to be The Last of Us. <sighs> it's, it's sitting there. I just don't know whether to, to change it up a wee bit in case I end up getting bored of the game and going, I'm not continuing. Change it up a wee bit and then go back and finish it up. Or I think, dude, playing uh, through. You will get fatigue for a man of just, like I said, DMC, fuck me, I'm feeling it. But Uncharted's, I would say, it's probably a lot more enjoyable to go through than DMC at this stage. Why don't you do Uncharted 3, do it in release order, Uncharted 3, then The Last of Us, and then Uncharted 4. Because if you do Uncharted 3, Uncharted 4, and then you go to The Last of Us, the gameplay does take a step back after Uncharted 4, so do it in the release order. Be much better. Aye, well, may as well. There you are, you're told. Look at that. <laughs> Were you playing on easy, by the way? Uh, made it didn't even go on easy. I went and explore. I didn't That's say it. easy. I went explore. <laughs> the reason I would <laughs> say that. I still died. <laughs> oh, fuck me. Jesus Christ. No wonder it takes you fucking three years to beat a game. I admit that's it. But you see those games. I don't play them because I like the shooting elements. They literally frustrate me. And Last of Us is the same. There's nothing more. Like, I know people play The Last of Us or Bobby and they're like, oh, I like the survival thing and craft. And I fucking hate that. I was like, just give me the story. Same with God of War, I'll be honest. 
if this game is built to be hard, like Sekiro or Dark Souls, then I'll play it on the normal, like obviously I'll just play it because it's built that way. But playing a game on hard and what they do is they go, oh, I'll give him more health and he's a bullet sponge and you have less health. It's just not fun. No. Yeah. Bobby. I'd agree. Bobby's been beating some hard bosses this week. Talk about it, what? Uh, so I beat Fifu. I was, I think it was what, one boss in last week? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've beat it, and I actually went back and beat it again to get the the true ending. What do you mean you went back so, and beat it again? So you can you beat it, you you kill obviously all the there's five levels, there's five bosses. You have to beat it, um, all in the 70, 70 year cycle of your right. life. Mm-hmm. And after that, there you they have the you know the you've played it. They've got the structure system. We had to break the structure. Yeah, to actually do damage to them. So the way you, you you have to go back and you have to spur each boss. And the way you do it is you have to break the structure twice and then it gives you an option to spur them. Right. So you have to go back through all the levels again and spur each boss. And then that gives you the option to finally spur the final boss. And that's the true ending of the game. Fair play to you. I'm actually surprised. <laughs> Just because you're a wee Elden, you're a wee Elden rig, terrified of it and then using your easy mode. But always like really it. it. And it is a great game, isn't it, mate? You know what? I was struggling at the start of it, uh-huh. uh, getting the parry system right. Mm-hmm. Once you get that right, and then you actually start looking at the combos and doing the combos, it, it just kind of flows, and it's just like butter going through it. I told you that the Kitesh is very similar to Sakura. There's a boss, and I remember when Sakura came out, there was a boss that is midpoint for the game, and it literally, it's, it's, it's strange because it's the kind of boss that's like, you have to understand the actual system, or you'll not, you'll not beat him. And I was there for two nights on fucking Zagro, and everyone was stuck on him yet. Anyone listening to this, if you are listening to it, it's the boss uh, at the top of a fucking building, I forget this name. But fuck me. But that's good, but you, you'll have much more appreciation from that game because you've gotten better at it and you've learned all this. And then you can fucking put it in practice. I bet you can play that. See if you took a video, mate, off you running through that at the start versus Zagro yep. two weeks on. Or sorry, uh, fucking what do you call it? Seafood two weeks on. It'd be my night and day. You'd be able to run past that. I was literally like, they were come, all coming at me from different angles. I was blocking and then I was throwing them against each other into the piles and everything. It was class. <laughs> start. It was just, it's just getting the party system right and actually using the combos. And once you, once you get all that together and you unlock all the, so there's these unlocks you go through, you can get each level. You, mm-hmm. go, you, you have to unlock them five times on the same yes. run to unlock yes. them permanently. Uh huh. See, once you start unlocking all the good ones and then start using them together in combos, like just something simple like kicking a kicking a bottle, mm-hmm. see a bottle, or being able to unlock the thing where you just catch something and someone throws it at you and you quickly throw it back, that stuns them. All that kind of stuff just blend together. Like, the, it's it's so good. Throwing a it's, bottle at people is really fun, isn't it? And it, uh, It's so satisfying because you feel you just hear everything shatter and you feel it in the dual sense. We should just go out on Friday night and start bottling people around the main street. <laughs> <laughs> you start kicking the cunt out of people because you've watched the Let's Eat I'm going to go for the Platinum. Fair play to you, mate. I've done all the hard bits. Yeah. The, the last, last kind of bits I have to do is the kind of Madrovania style where you have to go, you then lock, you get certain kind of collectibles on each level and right. it locks maybe certain things on different levels. Oh, I've seen that. That's so pretty recently, cool. Yeah, so like on level five, there's this, I'm missing one from level one. And I have to get it on level five. I have to find this certain bit, and then that unlocks a certain section on the first level. Those kind of things I got there. It's just clean up sort of trophies of the left to do. Do you know what their last game was? 
can't remember off the top of my head. I never played it, but it was it has a pretty good following because I remember when Sifu came out, people were like talking about it and said the combat was good. Absolver, Denny's here about that game. Yes, that's that was, that was them. Yeah. I wonder what they're going to do next because I've always had good success with Sifu. You know, people are saying well, about game of the year. There could be a Sifu two. Sifu two. Sifu. There could be. Could be a sequel. It is very I'd like good. to see a sequel. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking fantastic. You can tell they're inspired a lot by Dark Souls, like, and just uh, from software, just the way the level design was, yeah. with yeah. the shortcuts and shit. Yeah. Brilliant game. Kieran, are you going to give it a go? I'll get around it. Right. This seems to be the way of it now. I seem to come into this podcast, and then all of a sudden I'm inspired to, to game, 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 and complete. Think it's Bobby so Dark good, Souls. See, see, when you actually I, I'm do... I'm not coming back to Dark Souls. <laughs> see, the, the fourth boss near broke me. It was <laughs> it was fucking hard. Mm-hmm. But see, when you actually do, you get the satisfaction of beating them and then going back again and then just kicking their ass completely. So good. But that's what Dark Souls does to you. That's what I mean. These type of games, I love them. Addiction. I remember playing these. Um, It was Dark Souls at the time. And people in work were like saying, oh, I'll keep playing it, keep playing it. I was like, no, it's shit. It's too hard. And then it just clicked one day and I was like, oh my God. I got good. Get good. No, Kim, what's the hardest game you've ever beat? Simpsons hit and run, mate. <laughs> oh my god. What is the hardest no. game you've ever beat? What game have you ever beat? The hardest. Oh, jeez. Do you know what? I'll have to think about it. I wouldn't know offhand, but I'll actually think about it and then I'll come back to you. See, if you're listening to this, right, I want to take a listener question. I want people to think of the hardest game they've ever played and what we'll do is we'll get Kieran to play it, stream it, <laughs> record it, and its goal is to actually beat it. So I'm going to say Dark Souls with bongo drums from the fucking <laughs> the Donkey Kong fucking GameCube game. No, that's good. Bobby, what are you playing? Game, so. Yeah. You any questions to ask Bobby about Sifu before we move on? Uh, no, because he, he seems to have covered off, obviously, all the mechanics and stuff of it. it from last week and this week, from what you've been talking about, it's tuck me interest. Um, it's actually one of those ones where you've you've loaded up on the store and you have a wee look at it and you have a wee look at the screenshots so there'll be seeds being planted, but... What I'll I, say is, you, I, you, you, like the, you like Vampire Survivors, now I know it's a completely different game, but it's that kind of thing where you die, and then you keep coming back and you do a little bit better and a little bit better, mm-hmm. a little bit better, and then all of a sudden you're, you're flying through it. So if you, you like that kind of thing, you will, uh, you will take to it. What's next for you, Bobby? Because of me and Bobby Game Share now on PS4, PS5, sorry, and he's downloaded about five games today. I've seen Dark Souls 1, I've seen Dark Souls 3. And what else? Last of Us Part 1, so with Bobby, you never know what the fuck he's going to play. He'll probably play something random on fucking PC. What are you going to play? I know, I, I started Dark Souls there. Uh, right. I beat the, the Taurus boss, got past the wee, you know, the wee uh, metal pig thing. One second, you've been playing, you've been playing Dark Souls today? Yeah. What, what, are you using magic? No, I'm a knight. <laughs> right. You cheeky bastard. See, that's what I, I mean with Dark Souls, mate. See, with Dark Souls and you do the different builds... Dexterity build, you go for lighter equip load, you're fast, you're nimble, you just wreck people with a big katana. Are you having fun with it? You enjoying it, I Bobby? Know. I don't know. You just give it time, right? I'm going I'm gonna I'm gonna at least get to the bit where I got before in my last playthrough. Where did you get to? I go, but I can't remember. I got past all the I went underground somewhere in like a foresty area, maybe. I'm gonna say this and people might listen and might crack up. Use a don't use a guide, but use like a area guide of progression. Like don't you? It'll tell you where to go and kind of go to this area. Just winging it. Yeah. Back then, it's like so. Because the way Dark Souls work is, you can go to a graveyard at the very start, and there's skeletons that will literally 
knock your bollocks in if you go down there. Whereas you can go yeah. up where you're supposed to on the Berg. I think you've set yourself on this path that you have to play it now and you can't back out or you're a shitty cunt. <laughs> don't know whether I'm going to play it consistently or it might be something to jump into maybe every week for a couple of hours and just kind of beat it that way. You will never beat it. <laughs> it's it, You'll like Dark Souls, trust me. It's it's my favorite game, probably. It's up there. Top five. So you're going to do Dark Souls. And what, right, so what's the other one that, that you're thinking about? Uh, well, I've actually started The Last of Us Part 1. Oh, how far did you get in that? Just, I got past the first bit. Just, yeah, it was literally just before the show. Initial impression? It wasn't worth 70 pounds. Gonna say he didn't spend the 70 pounds I did. I, didn't bad. I got it off his. I was a smart one then, bad, but no, I mean, it looks good and stuff, but I played the, the remastered version, I think just before two. The sac- 2 came out, and it was fine. I didn't I- think I needed it, but like, like I said, I think I said last week, it's because of the show coming out, and look, it's got me playing it again. So to say this, I think there is a time frame in playing games when it makes sense to replay a game. And it turns out that's four years, okay? So I can play a game right now from about 2018 and I will have forgotten a good bit of it, or not a good bit, but loads of parts, and it makes sense. I played through the part one of Last of Us two years after playing the remaster, like yourself, and I just remembered everything. I was like, this is not enjoyable. It looks... How I remember it looking, but it didn't look like this. But I remember it was like the last of us two, and I just wasted seventy pounds. It's probably the worst seventy pounds I've ever spent. For most people, it's great, great purchase. But for me, having played that, I was like, oh no, what have I done? So no, like first first time playing it, hundred percent, I recommend buying that one. You know, if you've never played, yeah, it before, yeah. But for someone that maybe like us that's played it back in twenty twenty, wasn't worth the seventy quid. But it's got me interested because of the show, so I'm kind of going to play along with the show. Well, fuck here, I put it on easy, and I started skipping the puzzles with the accessibility feature, and I was like, <laughs> beat it in about four hours. I was like, okay, we're moving on. Fucking the water, the same water ones. Oh, yeah, Ellie can't swim. Mm. Yeah. Well, no, but myself, I have finished Devil May Cry 4. Um, can I just say, that really was a slog towards the end. It wasn't a long game at all, but what basically happens is the last... So, Devil May Cry, I don't even say this before, it's mission-based. So you have one mission, then it moves on to the next mission and so on and so on. So I believe Devil May Cry 4 has 20 or 21 missions. So the first 10 missions, you're kind of running through as Nero. He is a character, I'm not going to spoil anything, but he's not usually who you play as. So you run through the first 10 missions with him, bang, bang, boom, and then you play the next 10 as Dante, who is the character in other Devil May Cry games. The problem is, you are running back through the areas from the first 10 missions, so it is a complete slog. They didn't, from what I read, they ran out of development time and there wasn't enough resources. But fuck me, I can see why people maybe didn't like Devil May Cry 4 as much and kind of why Capcom maybe rebooted it because it isn't, it doesn't hold up a candle, the number three. So I beat that. Kieran, you were just saying about Devil May Cry to me. You had started it as well, but you ditched that notion. Aye. Uh, um, again, I think I got one chapter in and I think the problem is I wasn't in the mood for a, a hack and slash yeah. style game. You have to be in the mood for a hack and slash style game where you 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 don't necessarily have to pay attention to the story, mm-hmm. but you just beat your way through it. Um, but I think I was playing something else at the time. Can't even remember what it was. Um, but I downloaded it again. I have it there to, to do just because they're short games. It's another one off a list to say that I've done. But no, it's it's not. 
it just wasn't for me at the time and i just uh, i think it's more the the mindset that you're in as you always talk about <laughs> don't get the piss taken me there this time but yes it's a, your mood set is probably is actually what i meant because see i last year bobby i, I talked to you about this karen but i'll tell people in the podcast last year i had bought my switch and <laughs> it must be about the fucking seventh switch i bought but it was some switch OLED. so when the mood where it's like i'm gonna play a game and i'm not gonna move on until i finish that game and I think I'd done like Donkey Kong, Metroid. I'd done about six games. But it got to like the games getting longer. Now that's okay if the game's eight hours. But see once you hit like a 30-hour game, there's literally no point. So the problem is though, Kieran, if you do that, you're going to always change your mood. So you'll never finish anything. So you kind of have to, for, like I'm going to have to finish the next game that I'm going to talk about in a second. But that's, that's literally what I've been doing. See, once you're recommending a game to me, first thing I do, Google, how long does it take to beat? Yeah. <laughs> work, work away for it wasn't long. Yeah. It wasn't long. I fucking love these 8 to 10 hour games. That's what I want. Just, Aye. yes, because you're just moving on. You feel a sense of progression anyway from clearing out your backlog. But um, I'm going to talk about what I'm playing now and then I'm going to mention because I wrote down my new game list for 2023 that's already fucking huge without mentioning any new games. So, beat Devil May Cry 4. I'm about halfway through Devil May Cry 5. Bobby, you were debating getting this. Okay. So it's gorgeous. 120 FPS, Resident Evil engine. I think it's called the, Re- it's the Resi engine, isn't it, that's called? So it's what they're yeah, using. In- yeah, go ahead. Engine, yeah. No, I was just going to say I was debating getting it, but it's coming out here on Tuesday. And that's right. Yes, plus. Yeah, the RE engine. So, what did the, the, the RE engine was used for 7. And then what they've done is they used it for 2 remake, and then the Volves they used it going forward. So it's very kind of a first head engine. It's gorgeous. Like the game is absolutely phenomenal. You go to Devil May Cry 4 from free and it looks good. And then you go to obviously Devil May Cry 5 and you're like, fuck me. You can tell it's been 11 years since they kind of made the last one because the graphics are just out of this world. And you forget, you actually forget how far graphics have come. But what you've, what's missing is what Devil May Cry 3 had. And it's hard to put your finger on it, but they definitely don't make games like they used to. They just try and, now it is a gamey game. But Devil May Cry 3, even though I only played it two weeks ago, I was nostalgic for it, if that makes sense, because it's that style of game. It's a very PS2 era. So yeah, I've wrote a few notes. The gameplay is fantastic. So the combat is top-notch. I cannot talk bad about it. So it's definitely improved on. 3, 4 to 5, they're iterative iterative on each other. 3 is still fantastic. So I actually think if I beat 5, the one that I would go back to time and time again would be 3. So it's a fantastic game. And to be fair, a lot of the fan base would say that. Now, I'm 10 missions in. There's 10 more to play. So it might change. The areas are fucking shocking. So Devil May Cry 3, you're in a big tower going up. It's all gothic. Devil May Cry 1, you're in a castle. Devil May Cry 4, you're in like this religious city. It's all kind of weird. And then you go to a castle. Devil May Cry 5, it feels like you're in fucking New York City kind of thing. And you're just, it's open world kind of, well, not open world. It's like kind of big open areas, very bland setting. I prefer the gothic settings. So if you're going to give this a go, Bobby, I would like to see your thoughts. I reckon if I started this without the other ones, I would have quit it. Would have been a fan. And it's funny because everyone who is a DMC fan would probably argue that point. You play as three characters. You play as Dante. You play as Nero. And then there's another character called Fee who is absolutely horrendous. He's basically like a Marilyn Manson goth. His combat is passive, so you control a bird and like a land kind of thing or jaguar and you stand back you press x and y or triangle and square and they attack for you 
and you dodge things to get out of getting hit. How bad does that sound? Does that make sense? Literally think about this. So you as a character, you're watching your character play. You're controlling this guy. You press triangle square and you see enemies. Well, they're not, they look like enemies, but they're your AI partners attack for you. That is the gameplay. Are, are you just standing there? You're just walking around, pressing triangle, and they're fighting in the far distance. <laughs> it, I honestly don't get it. I don't know how anyone who finds that fun. Give me a sword. Let me just whack content in. Want to sit and run about? And you can read a book to do these different spells and devil trigger. It is to me right now. I would read it as like a seven out of ten game. People are praising it. It might change your mind. I'll probably I'll, I should have beat it by tonight, but we've been busy over the weekend, so I'll finish it next week. Moving on, what I'm going to try. If you any, I know you seem uh, very interested in this guy, so if there's any questions, feel free to ask. Although it's been the third week and multiple podcasts, and me talking about fucking Devil May Cry, even I'm fed up of it. I no. want to play them, but I don't think I have it in me to do all of them. That's my problem. Yeah. They're not long, but I think it's like 40 odd hours I've spent on them all. It's just a... I would say play three, at least, if you want to play them. So I've written down games to beat. So DMC 1, 3, and 4 beat. DMC 5 next. I've written down Dragon's Dogma, Dead Space, Ori. Two, I think that's Will of the Wisps, Rick, isn't yeah. it? Yes, yeah, yeah. I beat Ori in the Blind Forest last year. I thought right. it was floaty as hell. Not a very good Metrophenia. I know people loved it. Hogwarts, and this is one that I have sitting in my backlog and I bought and I didn't even play Guardians of the Galaxy. Good, okay. I've I talked to you guys about this Sunset Overdrive on PC. Um, we Insomniac game, guys. Ratchet PS5, I bought that. Bobby, do you try to give it a go yet? No, I'm not okay. I will, I will. I've Do you played... know what, though? Yeah? It's actually, I was looking through the catalogue, and I actually looked at it. I've never played a Ratchet and Clank game, but I love wee platforming games like that. And it, as I said there, you're talking about Ratchet and Clank, I'm assuming there, when you say Ratchet. Yeah, it's more combat, though. It's more than, like, a shooter-y kind of... Play the, play the 2016 one. I think it's on PS Plus. Yes, it, it's... Uh, I love wee games like that. Like, you should have... So... Another one, guys, Bobby, you should play this because I have it downloaded and it's well, well regarded. Shadow of the Colossus, the Blue Point remake. Uh, played a bit yeah. of it. Have it there. It's fantastic. The music and it's amazing. Then obviously you used to recommend it Rise on PC. Yeah. Sifu. Crisis Core, which I might blast next because I do have it sitting there, but I still need to get back to Dragon's Dogma. And then Infamous Second Song, Sun, sorry. And then Crash 4. That's not mentioned in any games coming out, plus the PSVR 2. So that's what I'm going to try in before as a backlog, and we'll see how I do. But other than that, guys, that's what I'm doing I next. I can't wait to you try Crash 4. Is it good? It's hard. <laughs> that's good. That's what it's I really want. good. It, it is really good, but see, towards the end, it gets really fucking tricky. Yeah. But it's, I beat it like it's really enjoyable. It's a good sequel. Yeah, who made that? Boys with Bob? Toys for Bob? Toys for, Toys Bob? for Bob? What did they yeah. do before? Were they not Skylanders? Yeah. Something like that, yeah. There you are. Wee bit of Skylanders uh, was a good game though. Never I touched it. With the kids. God, it's I... one of the. It's one of those. It's one of those wee ones where. Do you ever get bought into like a TV show that you don't ever think you'd get bought into? It's terrible, but it's one of those ones you go. I'm actually enjoying this. Crazy it's, it's a game like that. That's one of them games that Activision just ripped the arse out of a game, selling all the wee figures for right. it, and that ruined it. So I worked the game. Obviously, we traded those in. They were hell. Those and the fucking Activision guitar hero peripherals and things. Jesus Christ. Another game to rent. Yeah, so next up, we'll move on to the weekly news. So I believe we have one, two, three, 
five, five, six, seven items on the list. Okay. Bobby didn't add any more that he said he had, I don't believe. Just to the rumor. You you pretty much covered most of the stuff there I had throughout ahead. the week, so yeah. Almost 90% of all games sold in the UK in 2022 were digital. Digital sales accounted for almost nine out of every 10 games sold in the UK in 2022, according to a trade body. The Digital Entertainment and Retail Association, ERA, said 89.5% of games sold had been digital downloads and the remaining 10.5% actual physical copies. Bobby, talk to me. Yes. I think it's expected. Mm -hmm. uh, more and more people are moving to digital, myself mm -hmm. included. Same, same with you for the PS5. Yeah. Uh, the market still has, there's still going to be people that's going to be buying uh, physical for like the likes of collectors and this and stuff. Yeah. But see, even the, a lot of the collectors and this now are coming with a digital code. Yeah. Rather than yeah. the, I think the God of War one came with, came with a steelbook, but it came with the, the code instead of the disc. Interesting. So like, Actually, yeah. It's near, it's near enough like the, you know, the, the games, the game developers are pushing you. They even go digital themselves, even with the collector's resistance. Sure, look what Modern Warfare 2 done there. Sure as well. Sure, what was it? The disc came with 72 megabyte of data on it. The rest of it was mm -hmm. downloaded. Hmm. So, what's the point? <laughs> well, you just have to think, you know, even um, if you have something like, let's say, a, a retailer, you're paying them, I believe it's 20% off the sale. So even when I worked the game, we bought a game, we were getting 20% discount, so we got them a cost price, basically. You're just saving that money if people buy it off the, the store, especially if you're PlayStation, for example. Do you know what I mean? It's just profit at that stage. You don't have to print the copies, you don't have to ship them. There's a lot of just shite you don't have to deal with. It just makes sense. Now, I wrote away a few notes myself, so one of the reasons I left the game is I knew the time's going to be up here soon. The, you know, there's only so long that people are going to buy physical discs. And I know that we were, when I worked the game, we were looking to move towards digital. There was talk of us um, doing digital, they were at least looking at, I remember. And this actually, I believe, may have went into the PS4 generation. And I might be wrong on this, I'm trying to go off memory. Something about used digital games, do you remember this? Yeah. I'm not and actually... Xbox, we're, look, we're looking into that. Xbox, we're looking into doing something like that. Yeah, I remember Re when my regional manager came in and started talking about that. You know, this is something that we can look at in the future. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, that sounds horrendous. I don't even know how it would work. It doesn't make any sense at all. But I think on the console side of things, it would work by you kind of, you're selling the, when you buy a game, the you're license. buying, essentially buying the license. Yeah. I, I so actually wrote that would, down, you, yeah. You bought so the yeah, license. So you would, you would be selling the license back pretty much, so you can't access that game anymore. I don't know what way they would buy it off you, but obviously... Mm -hmm. bad off an Emory, but how would you resell a used digital game? You lose That's your license. Yeah, it doesn't make much sense at all, and it doesn't. No, look, it's, it, it would help. It would help the likes of sell like, uh, like that Last of Us game. Mm -hmm. Right, I've played it. It wasn't worth it. I'll, I'll sell it back here for forty quid. But then nobody can buy that again. They're going to be buying the, the license again for the full price, essentially, because they couldn't. They couldn't sell you a license for, you know, less of the price. If you get me. Yeah. But they could buy it off you. Mm hmm. So it's, it's weird. I think that's why it hasn't actually happened yet. Because I haven't, they just, they just haven't figured it out. But surely that, if that was the case, if you had the license and then you're trading the license or selling it that way, surely we just do that with every game apart from a new game. Doesn't make mm -hmm. any sense. Physically, I don't know how you would even do that. Unless they can give you money back, unless they give you store credit. Because if they give you money back, I mean, we could go back and refund fucking 
hundreds of games that can be sitting loaded. So they would probably have to give you some kind of store credit. Those, in the Microsoft store. Those retailers. Yeah. Well, those retailers are hemorrhaging money. Like, obviously, I was in the one of the, the biggest store in Northern Ireland at the time. No one would even come. Like, yes, see, Christmas time was absolutely mental. Throughout the year, though, like, you would be getting very little foodful. I don't even know how some of those places are staying open. But retail in general is down. I just think this is just logical where people are just going to move on getting digital. PC, I've been in it for a while. Bought the digital console. Do I regret getting a digital console? In a way, because I would just buy a game and sell it. It makes more sense that way. But with game sharing especially, that must they must be losing some money in game sharing. Do you think that will be clamped down at any stage? The console sharing, the way we I, do it, Bobby? I don't, I don't think so. I think maybe Sony would have been the ones to clap down on it. It's not Xbox, but Xbox are actually bringing out the family game pass. Yeah, That's essentially letting you have it and a wee bit extra, and you're getting five consoles that's sharing game pass. Mm-hmm. You that's know, pretty so cool. I think it's going to be it's going to suit me because I've got four kids here. So, how much are you spending on Game Pass every week or a month? Sorry, share it between them. So, oh, three, three subscriptions. Bobby Big Bucks, Bobby Big Bucks. But that'll be condensed <laughs> into one payment. Let's say twenty five pound, whatever it's meant to be. I think it's twenty five euros down south at the minute. Wow. So they're testing. They're testing it in Ireland and Colombia, mm-hmm. and it's been leaked. It's been leaked there on the Americas. Yeah, you had sent that to me. The store, so. No, it's pretty cool. But yeah, I would say, and it, uh, there's actually a rumor that I want to talk about that seems pretty likely of happening. And it, it sounds a bit, it's a bit of a stupid rumor in the grand scheme of things, but I think it'll happen. But it'll actually push it more towards digital. And look, like yourself, Series S last week you were talking about. Series S is fucking, how many people are getting Game Pass now and how many people are. Perfect for the yeah. kids. Yeah. Netflix. And even that someone that someone that maybe doesn't have, you know, a lot of money to, to go and blow, but 250 quid, tenner a month, that's the same sort of. Totally makes sense. So yeah, to be fair, I um I like having digital games. Like I like have physical games. Like I actually used to collect PS3 ones and all this here and so on, but it's not as good as you remember. The only thing I'm enjoying about not having physical anymore is I would have always traded them in and then I would always got the notion again to play them. Yeah. Now that I have to unban them digitally, I always have them. Yeah. So you're missing out on that kind of factor of trading them in and getting money and buying something else, but at least you don't have the fuck, I want to pay that again. And then you have to go and physically buy it again. There's well, nothing worse than doing that, though. When you go out and, like, Call of Duty there, even Modern Warfare 2, I got it on the Xbox and then got the PlayStation and got 47 quid or something, store credit. It's down to something like 30 now, within a space of about three, four weeks. Fluctuate, it's just, just up and down all the time. Do you know, it's... I, I would rather digital personally. I think I actually think it's good that it's going that way. Um, I, I think it's a far better option. I think it's more feasible, definitely. For a lot of people, like physical is the only option for them. The whole trading in and getting money back towards something else is the only way they can play new games. Yeah. But then you have the things like uh, Game Pass and PlayStation Extra that are probably nullifying the people who can't afford the latest yeah. and greatest. So it does make sense in that. Now, they kind of go off a bit topic slightly. On our other podcast that we had done, I had talked about me watching One Tree Hill. Now, funny story, but I had bought that five years ago on DVD and had got a wee notion of watching it. Now, it was on ITVX, like all of them. And I started watching them, but they had ads. So I actually paid for ITVX and it's like, oh, you still have to have ads on this program for legal rights. And I was like, you know what? I have a fucking only DVD drip drive I have in this house is in that bloody Xbox I just bought. I'm going to watch the DVDs. <laughs> Fuck me, does it get tedious switching discs anyway? 
But uh, it's something nice about putting a disc in a console. And my mates were like, why do you just watch it digitally? Like, even though there's ads, like, no, it's like putting the disc in. Just getting into that. But it's all nostalgia, mate. Like, it is collectors and things like that. But, yeah, I think it'll definitely be pushed going digital. Any other thoughts, guys? The only, the only other thing that I had on this was obviously 30% of it was actually mobile app download. It wasn't necessarily just consoles and PC. Mm-hmm. Um, so it actually made up a huge proportion, and it actually got me thinking. Um, mobile apps are becoming more and more prominent, and then you talk about obviously digital going 90%. How much of it do you actually think was impacted by COVID and the pandemic? Massively. Now just get, they've actually just got into the way of not going to the shops, and it's all now just... I'll just buy it off the store. Of course, you were f- had people who wouldn't have bought online because they were terrified of it, didn't trust it, and then they did it once, and they've gotten the, the suck the devil's tape, and now they're all downloading things. I'm sure we've got a lot of people sailing the high seas as well, fucking torrents galore. Yeah. <laughs> Before we move on to item two, guys, anyone have any last pieces they wish they had on that? No, okay. I think it's pretty much covered. You think we missed out anything? Email at the the ready up or readyuppod at gmail dot com, and we can uh, discuss your question next week or your thoughts. Item two on the list: Hitman Three to become a World of Assassination. IOI shared an update detailing how players, both existing and new, will experience access and purchase its recent Hitman trilogy as of later this month. It was a short update consisting of two main points: Hitman Three will become Hitman World of Assassination, which will also include access to Hitman One and Two. Through our existing access pass system, current Hitman 3 owners will get a free upgrade to the World of Assassination on all platforms. We're, and then they also said, we're drastically simplifying the purchase experience for new players. Hitman World of Assassination will be the single available option to start playing. Karen, what's your thoughts? Again, going off the back of the, the last point, streamlining is definitely the way things need to be done. Um... Hitman, not a game that I've necessarily got into, but something that I've actually looked at and thought about getting into. Um, putting it together is definitely definitely a good thing to do, um, and obviously bringing it in with the likes of the expansions and stuff as well. Mm-hmm. They, did, they did obviously talk about streamlining not just being in the online side with PC and Xbox and stuff. Uh, they even said in stores um, and shopfronts, it's all going to be streamlined as well. So I think it's a, a good unified approach. I think a lot of games could probably benefit off that if you go and look at the likes of the, the Master Chief collection and stuff like that. Maybe it didn't start off well, but actually condensing things together or bringing stuff together, better value for money. What's it, what is it? The standard price is about $70, I think it was noted as. Not sure. Um, um, just from, from what I was reading, about $70. So the fact that you're getting everything in one place is, I think, a good thing. Good thing we're in the UK. Um, <laughs> I haven't said anything about UK prices now. I uh, know. What about you, Bobby? Yeah, I think it's great. There's, uh, there was a bit of confusion before about the whole you can play Hitman 1 and 2 without I'll get into that. 3. Yeah, there's a fucking... So a I think it's, it makes sense because if, if someone wants or picks up Hitman 3 and maybe buy, goes and buys Hitman 1 and 2, the best way to play is actually to play them through Hitman 3. You're getting all the updated, you know, the updated graphics and stuff like that there. So it makes yeah. sense. It simplifies it for everybody else. So basically what they've done, uh, 2016, they released Hitman. I don't know if you guys recall this, but it was episodic. episodic fucking square. Mm-hmm. And I remember because it was the Paris 
it was the the first training level then Paris and I am a huge Hitman fan growing up I played Hitman 2 and Contracts and Blood Money fantastic fantastic games if anyone's listening to this and they haven't played it I would just give it a go absolute chaos ensues just having to kill someone and you can literally do tons of different things so I have had a wee brush with Hitman recently when I got the PS5 bought Hitman 3 haven't played it but what I did do was I brought the Hitman 1 and 2 levels into it and can I just say it was an absolute fucking faff you bought them and, and importing them there was different prices it was just an absolute mess so I think this if you're getting Hitman 3 this is a perfect way of doing it the reason being see with Hitman 1 and 2 and 3 there was graphical updates but they're more just continuation of levels so it was it's kind of like it should be all one package anyway so this is kind of long overdue it's good for someone like yourselves if like you know you, you feel like you missed out and you want to give Hitman a go give it a blast so Kieran, you've never played a Hitman game no but it's I've always something I've seen something that caught me attention you, you see the clips and stuff online but it's one of those ones where I went I'll get there I never do it's good as a kid though because it was all imaginative in terms of just it's your playground go kill people like there's just 10 hundred ways well there's not really there's loads of different ways of killing people and you can poison them and then fucking they could be on stage and you can shoot them or you can drop a you can load a fake gun with a real bullet for example and they're on stage in a theater and he gets shot bobby you mean you actually touched this because i did ask you before the podcast you're a hitman game absolution Man, absolution yeah the black Great sheep game. of them the black sheep I of enjoyed it. it was all right but it wasn't it's not a playground, it's like a linear approach, so people who were Hitman fans fucking lost their mind to it. Then obviously with Hitman 1, 2, and 3, it's a lot more similar. So you did yeah. enjoy it though, you did play them? Yeah, Hitman's, it's, I'm gonna, I think I'll play them once the update comes out. It's uh, something I know what I like once we actually eventually play it. Well, you don't need I'm to play curious. the updates out, I've got the games there, all of them on my PlayStation, son. There we go. It's, uh, I'm interested, I'll be interested to see if it comes to VR, for the PSVR too. What I don't like about them now, being older, is it's a playground, so you can go do what you want. I mean, it's like, I'm at, like, it's a problem with Elden Ring and things for me. It's like, I just, just tell me what to do. I don't want to think, yeah. you know what I mean? Sometimes you want to switch off playing a game. I'm not in the mood to kind of come up with ideas to kill someone, but they are fantastic. I really think they're good games. I need to go back to three, actually. I should probably go back to three. I know that there's a mission in it, it's like a murder mystery. And it's supposed yeah. to be absolutely it's, fucking it's, incredible. It's meant to be very good, yeah. Yeah. So I have it sitting there. Best one, but this is what I mean. I have so much fucking games to get around to. I'm just, I need to kind of get strategically through them. I may have to add that to the list now for fuck's sake. So before we move <laughs> on with that, anything else anyone wants to add into the Hitman series? No, I'm going to download it. No, no, no. Oh, for fuck, fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Morty Han. <laughs> oh. Next up, item three, The Last of Us show reviews are out and they are extremely positive, which I am very happy about. Just watched actually one before we came on, Chris Stuckman. He's a YouTuber. Um, he is fantastic. I watch all his stuff. He was extremely, extremely positive on it. The first reviews of HBO's TV adaptation of The Last of Us have started appearing online. They are widely positive. Variety calls the show a promising, moving zombie saga, stating... What works about The Last of Us works well enough that one sees the near future in which the show winds up amongst television's best. Currently sitting at 98% on Rotten Tomatoes and the first ep release, episode releases Monday the 16th of January at 9pm in the UK. Talk to me guys. Who's watching? I'm going to say shh, don't tell me. 
I'm trying to avoid everything to do with this at the minute. Um, because I want to try and play the game before I get into the show. So, shh. <laughs> What's your thoughts, Bobby? Like, I know me... So, anyone who's listening, by the way, me and Bobby are... We're gonna attempt reviewing the first episode. I've never reviewed a TV show, so I'm very no. fearful of how to actually review a TV show. So we'll do this on Wednesday. Or, yeah, Wednesday. No, Tuesday. Tuesday will do it. Tuesday should be up on Wednesday. Yeah, so we'll do it on Tuesday. And hopefully it's something that we enjoy, Bobby, and we can do it weekly. But I don't know about you, but I'm honestly, I cannot fucking wait. I'm so hyped for it. Yeah. Do you know what's actually on at 2 a.m. tonight? Fuck that though! I'm not gonna up at two a.m. to watch it on, on on Sky. I know, I know. I'm just cracking you because you said nine p.m. It's actually on a two. In Sky, on Sky, the, on Sky, the match, the launch in America, the places in UK actually posted it earlier. That's good. See, because I watched House of the Dragons, and I would always watch it the next morning, on like a Monday morning, or was it a Tuesday? I'm not sure. Maybe it was Tuesday morning, or Monday morning. So I was wondering, is it going to be on earlier? And to be fair, that wasn't. Uh, that was just me adding that in. I, I know it's going to be on at nine tomorrow or something like that. Anyway, but uh. I think, because Neil Druckmann, who created The Last of Us, he's co-creator on this, and it's made by the guys who made Chernobyl, which is fucking so good of a show. Have Kieran, have Bobby, have you any watched Chernobyl? First no. episode. It's, it's just a one-and-done series, though, isn't it? Whoa, whoa, whoa. The first episode, Kieran. Mm-hmm. You can't even fucking finish a TV show, never mind a game. Why did you watch the first episode? I have, a, a, again, a terrible bad thing where you watch five or six different... TV shows at one time, and then one takes preference, and you forget about the rest. We need a. You, this needs to stop, Kieran. You've you've changed yeah, yourself I'm in twenty twenty three. You're not allowed to watch the last of us until you watch Chernobyl. That I is a rule. That. <laughs> That's the, the the podcast rule. Are you going to watch it tomorrow, Kieran? Are you going to start watching it here, or what are you going to do? <laughs> I don't, I don't know what to do. I don't know whether just to start sort of playing the game and then just watch it because if if it's going to be streamlined to what the game is, yeah. that's a wee bit extra. I'm not really going to miss out on anything. It's a 14-hour game when I was looking at it, so I could probably have it done inside the week anyway before the second episode comes out. You beat it quicker. Really you beat it quicker, I think. I would do the game. So I would, I would 100% do the game. Because once you know the story, if you're watching the TV series, you'll probably not. You'll probably start the game that while I play it. Because it's not... It's, it's stated. No. Uh, Oh, the can I just put in a point? I know I, I love fucking talking in this podcast probably too much, but um, <laughs> my problem with you watching The Last of Us show before the game is I don't want it to taint your view of Joel. Like, I don't want you to be thinking that's my Joel, whereas the Joel that everyone else sees is the game. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I, think, I think when I watch TV shows, it prompts me to go and play the game more so, though than like i like walking dead for example i went and played the the telltale games and all of the Fantastic. walking dead after do you know it it's things like that where it actually gets me more hyped to then go and play the game because i want to know what happens or i want to i'll end up on number two before even the series finishes or whatever else so it'd probably prompt me more to actually play the game i just think the joel in the game like i obviously haven't seen the show but the joel in the game with troy baker's voice acting and just the way he is it's fucking fantastic isn't it Bobby like yeah incredible so there's people who's going to watch the show and don't play don't play games like my my dad's going to watch the show and all and they just the them games are just games you know it's silly you play a game what are you doing you're 30 years old but there's so much that they're missing like that game I bet you the game is still going to be better than anything they can put in TV so I would say to you Joe Free, Last of Us <laughs> then go to Uncharted 4 <laughs> then watch this show 
But like, do what you want. At the end of the day, it's your, it's your life. I'm just trying to get it on track with gaming. That right? It needs to admit, uh, 2022 was horrendous. We'll not talk about that anymore. Fair play, though. Look, honestly, fair play. Three games in one week, mate. That is a testament of dedication. And you'll feel, do you not feel like you've accomplished something? Do you know what I actually do? I actually feel like I'm turning around now and actually going, do you know what? Fair play. Where I haven't actually enjoyed gaming for a while. You play something to play it. Yeah. But you don't actually enjoy it. Where now I'm actually going, I want to go and play. I, wa- I actually want to go and do this now. Good. So it's good to talk about stuff. it. You know, so and then the podcast is is prompt me more, and that's, that's where good. I think the TV show will actually prompt me to The Last of Us to actually go and play the game. Bobby, anything you want to add on The Last of Us? Uh, no, me and her is going to be watching it tomorrow night, so it'll be interesting to see what how what she thinks of it compared to me. Obviously, I've played the game and know the story, so right. What oh, we're going to do, gamer? Fuck no, no. So Danielle wants to watch it too. She's heard about it. And I'll I'll watch this. I would sit um, down and watch it. And play the game separate. Bobby, what we're going to do is I want you to write, get, write down her thoughts as well as someone who's just watched the show and then we'll do that. But it's supposed to be extremely faithful anyway. We've just added development onto the characters. That's, that's what I'm looking forward to seeing. All the, all the scenes that didn't make the game. Mm-hmm. All the ones that they had to cut. Just obviously because of the game length and things like yeah. that. So I'm looking forward to seeing the differences. That's why I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be playing it side by side. So, yep, so you heard that. Stay tuned for the reviews. This Hopefully live this Wednesday. Up on social medias, YouTube. I'm sure we'll clip it for TikTok as well. YouTube shorts. Next up, here you go, you little Xbox. So I know Kieran's probably best news of the week for him. And more games that he's not going to play. Xbox developer direct confirmed 25th of January. The developer direct showcase will earn January and spotlight a range of upcoming titles. Xbox, Xbox and Bethesda have officially confirmed the rumored developer direct showcase set to take place on 25th January 2023. The Direct will focus on big features, extended gameplay showcases, and the latest info for Xbox games launching in the next few months, including The Elder Scrolls Online, Forza Motorsport, Minecraft Legends, and finally, Bobby's anticipated Redfall. Either one of you can take the helm here, because I know that you guys love sucking on the teat of Phil Spencer. (laughs) Bobby, you're an educated man when it comes to games. Talk to me. Games of Xbox. I I think... The first thing that we need to see, not straight away, obviously on the show, but the thing that needs something that needs to come from the show is dates. We need to see dates for these games. Yeah, do you think it will? Yeah. Well, Xbox oh. Germany actually put up in their write up. They actually uh, said that extensive gameplay showcases and first time share release dates for the great Xbox titles coming out over the next four, four months, including mm-hmm. or the next few months, including ESO for uh, for sake. Yeah, what the fuck's that? I wrote something else down. Never mind that. Uh, Minecraft Legends and Redfall. So they've okay. actually leaked that the dates were going to be shown for them games. Forza, well, what did I think for Forza then? That's what that Forsaken one was. Forza, that's done spell correct. Forza, um, May. April. Ooh. Yep. Is, you think, April. I say May. April, May, I could see that more like that. April. Redfall. May. You think May? I think a wee bit later. I think so. No, September. actually, do you know what? I think I... Well, they're talking the first half of the year, though, are they not with, with these? In Maybe, the, I don't the know. In months? They're not going to postpone it nine months. It could come as early, uh, early as March, because Starfield needs to come, and it's meant to come after Redfall. Right. That was on the original schedule, anyway, unless that's changed. Personally, I would actually hold Redfall to Halloween. Yeah, yeah, a bit more horror aspect. That's, I've watched some on Redfall. Um, from what I see, people are saying, people are comparing it to Left 4 Dead, but it should be more comparable to Far Cry. Far Cry, Far Cry, yeah. I'm excited for it. Like, 
kind of put it, me off when I said that. Exactly. Really? <laughs> yeah. Far Cry co-op kind of thing. I'm like, mm. it looks it looks interesting. I was a bit like kind of hesitant on it, but I want to give it a go. See what it's One like. One thing that's, that's that's bothering me about the multiplayer is it's not you don't continue your progress if you're sitting playing and I join you. My progress isn't safe, like for me. Right. Which is a problem. So, I don't like that. Yeah, that's, that's not very fun. What other game does that where it's like, oh, we can play and right. I play your levels? There is a few so games that do that. It's not quite great. A lot I got there. That's State of Decay too. I was big on it, but the, the co-op kind of let me down. Yeah, State of Decay. I've done that where you would join mm-hmm. and your progress didn't carry where you were joining and just being one of the one of their community members. So nothing carried over, so it wasn't really as fun. Yeah. What about oh, you, Kieran? Have you watched much on Redfall? Uh, yeah, I've been watching bits and pieces of it, and I've done an, another um, look into it there today, actually. Um, for for me, I, it's something I was looking forward to until Bobby's just went and rendered for me there on the, the co-op side of things. I didn't know that was the case, actually. So I'm hoping they change it. There's been a lot of backlash about it. So I, w- I would say they would change it, though, you know, with the, all of this play anywhere and everything else that is an Xbox ethos. It would have to happen, like, but... For for Redfall, I I think it actually looks really well. I think it's something that's going to be different. It's going to be samey in regards to like Left 4 Dead or, or something like that. But I actually think it'll be a different take. It'll be a game where you'll sort of go, actually, they've done something different here. Um, that's what I'm hoping for anyway. I just don't want a game that plays plays it safe. I want and that, funny enough, I watched a video about this and it was talking about God of War and things and these safe games. It says if you want these types of games that do, you know, bear in mind we've been playing games now. Some of us 25, if you're caring, 40 years. So in terms of what we've actually experienced, you kind of, we know what to expect with games. Whereas a lot of the games that do have kind of innovation in them are indies. You know, I don't know if you played Outer Wilds. There's kind of unique kind of ideas of games. I would like Redfall to be something different. And to be fair, if there is a studio that I think's trying to do things different, I believe it would be Arcane. You think about the likes of Deathloop, and I believe... Prey had a DLC that was a bit like Deathloop as well, where it had a different type of mechanic. So Redfall, hopefully it does kind of break the mold in that aspect and be interested to see what they do. But when they did mention Far Cry, I was like, I just, uh, please no. <laughs> Forza, anyone up for giving Forza a blast? 100%. 100%. It's a game I'm not even worried about. You just know it's going to come out and it's going to be quality. It's going to be gorgeous there's, a bit. Uh, yep. There's no ifs and buts about it. Like, um, that's that's looking forward to it. Play fours every time it comes out. So, hundred percent. What I what I want to see is I want to see a full race, full gameplay. I don't want any cinematics, any that kind of stuff they showed in the last one. I just want to see a race. Yeah. And what about uh the Elder Scrolls? So, Bobby, your mate Dave, he's obviously big on the Elder Scrolls. I had read a lot, and a lot a lot of the fans were complaining, saying it feels like it's on life support. But they're going to be announcing another DLC. Is that right? Yeah, as far as I know. Jesus Christ. Touching back on main game, the amount of DLCs that came out for this was absurd. Just out of memory, you always seen it. It was like, is another one already out? Two years have passed like that. So that's what they have. The Elder Scrolls of Forza, Minecraft Legends, we've touched on in the past. Are you hyped for that at all? Yes. Now, are any of these games going to change the outcome of Xbox this generation to make it a platform, a first choice platform, as you will? A system seller. Do they any of these look like they will be system sellers? And don't mention Forza because we know Forza's Forza. Redfall or Minecraft, do you see those being the next big thing? I think Minecraft has a really big following. Uh, I do think it would actually. Do you know it? 
there's no ifs and buts about that, but it's going to be something different. It's going to be something unique to the Minecraft world. So I think that'll be something big and it's not going to other platforms. And yes. SNPS as well. Of course. Oh, there you go. Dungeons with the uh, I, I, I thought it was exclusive. Was it not with Legends? No, it's coming to PlayStation. Then I'll just have, just have I'll, I'll just uh, buy it, obviously, but it's on Game Pass. But yeah, it's there on PlayStation. Minecraft's too big of a game to, to take away from PlayStation. Mm. I thought it was when I first read, right, well, there you go. There's me not knowing my, my ins and outs then, if that's the case. Slapping the hand, slapping the hand. Bad uh, That's it. Hard to right? But I think, there's, I think there's going to be more in this. I don't think it's just going to be four games for 45 minutes or an hour. Oh, you think they're going to I show think, more that we don't know? I think it's going to be like a Nintendo Direct. That's the way I feel it. This is going to be like where it's going to be, here's this, here's this, here's this, but wait. And there's going to be something that we're not expecting. I don't think there will be. I think it's these games and that's it. And they've already stated the Starfield is not going to be here. There's going to be an extra show. True. They've stated that, that we're, we're showing these four games. And they've stated clearly that Starfield won't be here. Because people's going to be wanting that there. So I think they're being quite clear. So I don't uh, think there's going to be anything else, in my opinion. What about Game Pass? Like coming to Game Pass, probably? Nothing like that? No, I, it's, it is what it's, it's an Xbox developer direct. The developer's going to be going in and do a wee bit of a deep dive. Um, there's, no, there's no host or anything. It's just going to be, here's the game, blah, 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 here's a wee bit about it. Um, and then maybe, hopefully, release dates. But I don't it. think there'll be any, anything else, personally. Probably the, the Xbox God has spoken. So if you're looking for Starfield, you may <laughs> fucking watch something else. Starfield's not going to be here. They've, they've, said, they've, they've said they're going to do a more, but it'll have its own show. And if it doesn't hit, then Xbox is fucked. Do you, think, do you think that's to create hype, or do you think it's more the fact that it's going to be so much detail that we don't know about Starfield? Detail? Do th- it deserves its own kind of show, I think. Especially. Personally, I would say, yeah, you're going to have Todd Hard probably taking the show. You know, most likely it's going to be Todd Hard doing a deep dive on gameplay systems and so on, just to drum up hype. Don't know if any disagree on that, but I would say the betting man, that's what I would say is going to happen. That's what they usually do. But he usually does like a bit of a deep dive and then a couple of months later the game comes out. Obviously it got delayed out of last year because they only what kind of give the date there in what was it uh, June in E3. Yeah. And then they eventually delayed it but I think that will be I think that, that show we'll get the date on that show for Starfield. Yeah. And you think of Fallout 4 what was this? it was an instant E3 and released six months later which was absurd at the time I remember there was a load of yeah. noise about that. That was pretty that's cool. The way he likes, that's the way he likes to do it. Early Todd what's he like? Some man, some pup. So yeah, before we move on with that, Bobby, anything you want to add on to the Xbox chat before we move on? Uh, no, looking forward to it. Good on you. What about Kieran? Do you want to hold no, your I'm pace? I'm all good for that. You're all good. Just I misinforming the population. You're a bad Xbox. So, Go learn I, your studios. Go learn my studios. No, yeah. yeah. There you are. So Minecraft Legends will be a PS, PS exclusive according to Bobby. They're going to have to take it all away from the, the developer direct. That's just a joke. Moving on, item six, or item five, sorry. Ubisoft delay three unannounced games and Skull and Bones again. Now, I believe, before we get into this, I believe Skull and Bones, and I heard this, and I may be wrong, it's in it, six times delayed? Yeah. Holy fuck. Jesus Christ, I think I've heard about this from 2016 or 17. It's been, oh my God. We'll get into it anyway. Ubisoft has now cancelled three more unannounced projects that joined the bin with four others it cancelled in July 2022. Seven games. To make matters worse, the long in development Skull and Bones 
has been delayed yet again. The pirate-themed action-adventure has already seen many delays, six, since its first reveal in 2017. Up first, hit me with it, Kieran. Something tells me Skull and Bones isn't coming out. I don't think it's going to make it. Well, it's been announced. It's been moved to 23-24 fiscal year, which is what? April to April? So the, or yeah. March or March, I think it's April. The earliest we can see it is like March, April, April. So this year, I, till next. I don't, I've, it's a game I've actually been really looking forward to. I've enjoyed Sea of Thieves. Um, it's definitely something I've been looking forward to, but I, it's just getting to the point now, and we'll get into a wee bit more. Uh, it's just getting to the point now where I think it's, it's dead. I, I don't think the hype train is going to be there for it, and it's going to come in, it's just going to flop. I don't think it's dead. I think they will release it. I don't think it's dead. The only thing that's really bums me out about the whole thing is you can't get out of your ship. You know, you can't walk about, isn't that right? I thought you could. Uh, I think you can at one port. Who did I hear that from? Let me just double check this on why we're actually podcast now. So I think we, t- I think we yeah. talked about this on a different podcast or maybe an earlier podcast, but I think... Let me see. Think Skull of Bones, leave ship. Let's see. I don't think I don't believe there's any combat outside of the ship. Maybe that's what it is. Ex, there's there's exploration of some sort, like you know, going look, looking for supplies or something like that. But there's definitely I'm near sure oh, I've seen right. something. I don't know. Where I heard that, but I actually just googled. So you can step off your ship and walk in dry land, but not every island you see is explorable. But you can weigh anchor at dens and outpost two special location types that have everything a, a parrot needs to prepare for further adventures. Dens and outposts. So maybe we combat sections. I don't think it's going to be akin to what you have in like the Sea of Thieves, but there you are. There's me schooled. I was just misinforming the world there. Yeah. So moving on, like they, well, not moving on completely, but I mean, if you think about the games David Nunes not released, you've still got uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2, which is what? That's even older than this. Yeah. And there was footage for that. It was also a CGI trailer. You've got the Prince of Persia game. That was due to be released, and people were like, "What the fuck have you put showed here?" Because this is terrible. A few other unannounced titles, obviously rumors were. I think it was a Tom Glancy game in there, most likely. What's your thoughts? So, what's happening with Ubisoft here? See the fact that they were putting their performance down this year on Mario and the Rabbits and Just Dance to keep them afloat, and this is what it's because of the poor performance of these games. It's like this. Oh, because that's the only games uh, that came out in twenty twenty two for Ubi. That's what they were expecting to bring in. The flop that didn't do what they expected, and this is where it's led to everything being delayed and re- resources not being there. Well, I had, um, sorry, no, just, just, no, just to say about them two games, there was Extraction as well. Was that 2020? That wasn't 2022, was it? It was, because it was my, my most played game on Xbox. Really? Yeah. Oh, so they had Extraction, which was still obviously the Siege kind of engine and things like that, I'm guessing, just the way it looked. It was very much kind of an expansion to that, wasn't it, really? But they kind of... I really enjoyed it. I know you liked it, yeah. So you have Assassin's Creed going through a major revamp. So they've made, what, well, I'm going off memory here, there's a smaller, shorter title akin to the older ones. Mirage. Gotten, Mirage, which I'm actually excited for, if anything. So am I. So am I. And then, obviously, there's another one that's going to be an open-world kind of RPG one. That's there's there's another two. There's... Um, a Japan, Japanese Red. one? Red something project red something yeah that's the Japanese one it's going to be like a, the full on open world one and then there's one called Project Hexe, which wow. is to do with witchcraft and stuff. Witchcraft, which is interesting. Yeah, there's witchcraft now. I think it's uh, Germany. I think look, 
for Ubisoft, the best thing they can do is delay their games. I don't think they're, they don't have tons of bugs from what I remember in their games, like, but it's just too samey, honestly. I, I remember playing Far Cry 3 and thinking, these guys are making some great games. I, they were my favorite, favorite developer at the time because you had Rayman Legends was playing Origins at the time and all these other games. And I was thinking, oh, an Ubisoft game, you know, great fun, but now it's at the same stage. It's just, there's too much, too repetitive. If Skull and Bones needs the lead, the lead. The worst thing you do is release a bad game. I think it was yeah. the, the creator of Mario says, you know, you can delay, uh, you can release a bad game, it's bad forever. If you delay a game, it has a chance of being great. Something similar to that. Before we move on, because it, obviously it's hard to kind of go off on this when we don't really know the unannounced games. <laughs> but obviously it's not, things aren't going great, newbie. Has anyone anything else they want to add to that? Um, no, just I think it's definitely going. It's coming out, hundred percent. It's going to come out, but I think it'll come delayed out. again. And they're, they're still up for releasing Beyond Good and Evil. I don't know. I actually heard something about it recently. I don't know if it's actually going to still going to be coming out, but yeah, I haven't heard anything to be honest myself. But I think it's going to come out. I think it's a game that should have been just cancelled a long time ago, but they've they've put too much into it to, to not release it. Yeah, and I think they just IPs. need to make sure it's right. In terms of new IPs, it's like as well, it's, they're not really hitting on those very often anymore. Mm. If it comes out, honestly, like Assassin's Creed Black Flag, I'll enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I love Black Flag, probably one of my Black favorites. Great. So that's yeah. why that's what this came off. It's like a spiritual successor to it. So, yeah. So, item six, moving on Final Fantasy 16 producer denies existence of Final Fantasy 16 PC. Producer Naoki Yoshida has denied that the upcoming Square Enix game will appear on PC, telling interested fans to go buy a PS5. Now, obviously, it was re- shown in the trailer, the original trailer, the PS- PC was mentioned. Bobby's not too big on Final Fantasy, so it's probably a non-topic for you. You may want to add a few things, but I'll go to Kieran for this, but he is a Final Fantasy fan. What's your thoughts, Kieran? Final Fantasy 16 not coming to PC? Do you believe it? No. He does say in his, what he says is it's a six-month sort of thing, not necessarily long-term. I think Final Fantasy VII Remake took, what, 12 to 18 months? Wait there. Did he say... Where did you read this? Give me one second, I'll get it for you now, and I'll read it word for word for you. Mm-mm. Just need a... This is Kieran. Kieran has a wild habit of telling things that are... So, Yoshi P on rumours of Final Fantasy 16 PC version. Nobody said the word about a PC version releasing. Why is it like PC version is releasing six months later? Question mark. Don't worry about it. Buy a PS5. Laugh. Sorry I went overboard. We did our best. So please look forward to it. Yeah. So, no one's saying it six months later. But Remake never came to 12 to 18 months after... Because PlayStation got another six months on exclusivity for Integrate. So it's not, that, that's not true. It's not, they didn't say that, but six months. It's not come to, he didn't say it's come to six months later. So it's not coming. That's what he's saying. Why is it like a PC version is releasing six months later? That's, but that's what people were saying. He says, that's him saying that. Because yeah. what happened, and actually says here in the IGN article, Final Fantasy would only... So an advertisement for the DualSense controller said Final Fantasy 16 would only be a PS5 exclusive for 16 months and plan that would revive, arrive on another platform in December mm-hmm. 2023. But that's what he's saying. That's all. It's, why is it that people keep saying that? If you want to play it, get a PS5. So it's, it's PSV saying it's a PS5 exclusive. 
So yeah, I read that differently. It's, it's, been, probably, it's saying, been translated from Japanese, so he's yeah. he's basically <laughs> saying he's saying like, why is people saying that this is this is coming out in six months on PC? That's what he's saying. But there was original trailers when it first came out saying console exclusive for six months or platform exclusive, sorry, for six months. Yeah, because he's obviously yeah. look even they're still he's not allowed to say that it's coming. Yeah, so but no, really, he'll be under contract. The actual headline yeah, is. Go ahead. No, he'll be under contract. He's not allowed to say that it's coming. He's going to tell you where it's coming now, and that's 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 where you have the bet. Yeah, so he's going to tell you they're coming. He's not allowed to say that it's coming to PC in six months if it is. Yeah. Now, bear in mind the headline here is Final Fantasy 16 producer denies existence of PC version by PS5. So it would be quite contradictory if, and he's also saying in the statement, going, "Wait six months." So in short, yes, translation is not great. It's according to him, it's not coming to PC. Truth be told, is it coming to PC? Absolutely. Let's think, what Final Fantasy has it come to PC at some stage? You've got all the basically, I don't believe. Well, maybe if anything, actually you have obviously the classic remakes now, remaster story. Everything, every Final Fantasy mainline game is on PC. PC. Do you know what I mean? So, the grand scheme of things, is it coming to PC? Yes. Final Fantasy, me, to me anyway, feels like a PlayStation exclusive. And that's more of just the, the Japanese ties anyway, because it is a Japanese company obviously sony and then you have obviously square enix being a japanese studio publisher so but uh-huh remakes the reason why i went out and bought a ps4 <laughs> i literally wouldn't touch a playstation remake got announced ps4 was bought reason why i went out and bought a ps5 is for final fantasy 16 and rebirth talk about that it's... why wouldn't you buy a playstation you said oh sorry because of an xbox why <laughs> i would rather an xbox console than a playstation because of their controllers the controller Mm-hmm. Do you love the second controller still? No, I, I. Do you know what? I actually like the DualSense. Oh yeah, it's actually it's fitting a wee bit now that I'm using it a wee bit more. But I would still rather an Xbox and an Xbox controller. Okay, well, once you get for your Sony games, I want you to re uh, reassess this. We'll have a discussion regarding you and to actually touch on that because I know this is kind of going off topic slightly off the off that, but. Bobby has been playing Uncharted, and I told him I would ask him this question on the podcast. Bobby, is PlayStation better than Xbox in terms of its games? Yes. Bobby has been changed. Bobby is now a, a pony. Kieran is the only Xbox. Oh, <laughs> Be like I, me. I would, I, I would agree with you, though. I would agree in single-player games, Sony is better. But for multiplayer platform, Xbox is definitely a better platform. Why? It's just so much easier, fluid. It just seems to work better. In what way? I, for example, I'm not going to go off the, the PS5, but talking PS4, download times and stuff like That's that. That's last year. I'm going to talk <laughs> about that. That's an experience that I have a PlayStation though. Do you know what, what I mean? I, 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 that's that's the experience I've had of PlayStation. But that's like complaining about the iPhone 5 when the iPhone 14's out. But that's probably the reason why I don't use an iPhone, because of a poor experience I had of an, an X console. But you got a PlayStation but 5? Even the and, but I, def- I, I would agree that single-player games are, are better. Storytelling's better on PlayStation games, 100%. What multiplayer games are better? I'm not dyslexic here, so, by the way. I'm I'll, not disagreeing. I'll tell you what, just, just talking about it, Force is better than Gran Turismo. Why? It's, again, just the fluidity of it. In what way? Graphical comparison. 
you're just sitting putting pressure uh, on us. Uh, no, just no, but I'm just In what way is the fluidity better? I just think it works a lot better, and it's probably something way? that I can't sit down. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to sit here and explain it for you word for word, but I would definitely Let's, turn around and right, say, and we're, when we're you gonna, play We're going to get back to Final Fantasy 16, but the truth of it is, have you played the latest Gran Turismo? No. So, do you think, if you haven't played the latest Gran Turismo, did you play Gran Turismo Sport? No. Did you play the Gran Turismo Prologue? And this is where you're going to... So... Prologue. This is where he gets well, you. That's, that's, this is where he gets you. So you haven't played it since PS1. So once again, what I'm just, no, and I'm, this is for anyone listening, because this is the way we need to approach things, and this is it. For all we know, Forza most likely could be better than Gran Turismo, but we cannot rightly say it. So all I'm saying is, just instead of fanboying, just be open-minded, and let's bygones be guy bygones. PlayStation had its problems in the past. Xbox had the red ring. Doesn't make me stop buying Xbox consoles. Is Gran Turismo better in Forza? Probably not. Who knows? I'll wait until the new Forza comes out and I'll play that and then I'll tell you what my thoughts are. But Kieran, you will be a pony by the end of this podcast. Definitely not. No. Do not agree. They're both great consoles. I just like great games. Uh, the better games that come out for Xbox. Save Starfield is literally a 10 out of 10 masterpiece. I will be the one clapping because I'm the one going to be playing it. So there's no need for fanboyism when we're this age and we have so many consoles. With the, the but yeah, I, I would say that though. I, I've opened up my mind to go and actually I'll play games. So yeah, could you have them? There's no point. I, the truth of it is, look, with the Final Fantasy set of things come to PC, I think that will come to PC. It most likely will be in six months. Too late because any Final Fantasy fan who does like Final Fantasy will try and play that at launch. They're not going to wait about. Have a wee story about me getting Final Fantasy 15 in game, getting it a wee bit earlier than I should have. Very disappointed, <laughs> but I am excited for Final Fantasy 16. I haven't even watched too much on it. I've watched some trailers. I'm going dark on it. I don't really care about watching anymore. What about you, Kieran? Are you going to watch any trailers? Are you trying to go dark? What's kind of your approach to the game? I'm just buying it. I haven't even watched any of the trailers. I think I might have watched one, actually. They're just like the release trailer of mm -hmm. about two years ago. I haven't touched much on it then. But I do know that it's going to be darker, I believe is the word to use. Yeah. In regards to the way the story is going to be tried. So I'm like, do you know what? I'll take away as it comes out. When it June? Isn't that right? It's June, isn't it? Something like that's the summertime. Do you know who Yoshi P is? Nope. Yoshi P, developer, head developer of 14. Um, so that's the studio, 14, of actually the creative... I would say creative assembly, but that's fucking... <laughs> that's the guys who make Total War, isn't it? There you go. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yes, they done fucking the, the alien isolation game. No, um, it's a creative business suite or something. Those guys, so if you watch the trailer for Fantasy 16, it looks a lot similar to Fantasy 14 characters, in a way, where they look a bit weird. So Yoshi P's, that's what he's doing. So a lot of the newer expansions people are loving. So I have faith in it. It'll be great. Hopefully a lot better in 15. And what about you, Bobby? Obviously you're not big on the Final Fantasy. Bobby, by the summertime, your goal, I'm going to get you to try and play a Final Fantasy game and see how you feel. Bobby, I think you should either play 7, the original, or Final Fantasy X because you like turn-based. And then we can kind of grow you and turn you into a wee emo-loving um, weeaboo. Manga. This one nerd. actually, this one actually has me interest because it's more like kind of medieval European style, and yeah. the, the fighting and all looks good. So that actually has me peak more than Final Fantasy fifteen. I never liked the look of it. Yeah, it has, they try to be more like I. I just really couldn't get into Final Fantasy fifteen. It's things. Open worlds burn me out. 
especially when they're open worlds with nothing in them and they have, they're being open world for the sake of being open world I do prefer linear games in a way because just, yeah. just you don't get lost it's easy you just don't you don't have to think so yeah so Final Fantasy 16 that'll be coming out in the summer I'm looking forward to it Bobby I'm most likely bad anyway so you can get it from me you can free just trial. Fucking, yep, suck on the teeth once again. I keep saying that tonight. Yeah, you can use the free trial. Anyone, anything to add before we move on? Forever mm-hmm. hold your peace. Very good. Item seven. John Carpenter may have leaked the Dead Space movie. Horror film legend John Carpenter really, really loves Dead Space. The director of The Thing, Halloween, and Escape from New York has talked about it extensively in the past and amidst his love for the series... Carpenter may have just inadvertently teased a film adaptation before it was ever officially relieved, relieved, revealed. In an interview with Ferrari, the publication nudged Carpenter on his past remarks about wanting to make a Dead Space film. In response, Carpenter backpedaled pretty significantly on the idea that he might be involved. But at the end, let slip that another director was involved, implying such a thing exists in the first place. Makes sense. Game's out this month. Yep. Who wants to go first? I let Bobby do this. He's played the game. I haven't. Have you, Bobby? You played this? Uh, I've touched on them. I haven't, I haven't beat any of them. On, so I'm kind of looking forward to this new one coming out. If you don't get it, I probably will. Horror game? Scare me. Um, Used to. I've tried them. And no, I tried them and they were quite scary. Quite I, scary. I, I, I'll be honest. I think I turned it on, went down, the lights flickered. I went up for me and turned it back off. So what's interesting <laughs> about this is Dead Space took a lot of inspiration, I believe, from Alien in a way. So what else is he took inspiration from a movie? The question I would have is which directors would be involved? So if you're going sci-fi, there is a few directors who would be primed for that. You've got Dennis Villeneuve. He does the likes of June. He's done Arrival. Not really horror-like, but if you've got him, he'd be interested in doing it. I don't think it'll be a big, big name director. It'll probably be something small. But you have the likes of Ridley Scott. He done the Alien films. He done yeah. Prometheus. I would have loved to see John Carpenter do that. He is a great director. Obviously, done Halloween. But The Thing, have any of you ever watched that film? No. Oh, it was fantastic. Basically, it was a remake of an old film from the years ago, but it was based in the 80s. had Kurt Russell in it. These people are alone in an Alaskan retreat, and they find something buried in the snow. It's an alien, and what it can do is it can replicate people or turn into them, but then it starts infecting people and so on. I would love to love to see him do that, but obviously it looks like it's not going to be him at all. It, I think it depends on what the game's going to do as well. I think they must be confident about the game to start drumming up interest again as well on this. So it looks good, looks really good. The la- I know the the originals like beloved to a lot of people. Cost is one of like the best horror survival games ever. Yeah. So this comes out and does does the same and looks better and runs better and feels better then it's going to be a hit it's a common theme at the minute though isn't it everything's either being remade or made into movies so it's I'll be excited for the movie like like horror genres might not be my favourite games because I'm a big scary cat but movies are my favourite that is bizarre how you get horror (laughs) movies are my favourite me and her watched that uh, Megan last night it was fantastic oh was it yeah really good ah I need to give that a watch I, I love all that stuff love it but the games, because it's because I'm there, it's me getting chased. <laughs> it's not, though. It's your character. <laughs> God help you ever doing VR, mate, to be honest with you. So that wraps up the news. 
moving on, what we'll do is we're going to follow up with the rumors. This week, we're just going to blast through a few rumors, get a few thoughts, and then we'll move on to listener questions. So first up, a new sci-fi game clip in very early development has appeared to leak online. Rumors is it's a PS exclusive created by X-Devs in collaboration with People Can Fly. First up, what we'll do, guys, is we'll just go around in a, the first three of us and get a quick thoughts. Bobby, tell me with it, quick thoughts. Uh, I think it's something that PlayStation is missing, third-party game, or third-person shooter game. Mm-hmm. Um, the Outriders was fantastic gameplay. Um, a lot of them worked on the, the old Gears of War games, so that's you can tell a lot of the inspirations from that there. And I, I personally, I think it'd be great on PlayStation. I think it's, missing, it's something that they're missing. Do we think it's going to be multiplayer-focused as well? I hope so. Go up, I. If they replicate what what Gears does, I think it'll be it'll be great. I love all that. I like when I play Gears, it was always in co-op. Aye. If I was a betting man, I do think it's going to have a either side going to be have multiplayer as a big focus, or it is going to be a multiplayer game, especially because it has the likes of Outriders devs in it. Uh, yeah. People will. I think it will be. Yeah, I think it's they're, be. They're, they're, foc- they're focusing a lot more now on multiplayer games and stuff. So. And they have, I think they have 12 live service games in the works, so yeah, that's, that's exactly what I was going to say. And obviously they bought Bungie and off because they're really starting to push this side of things. Yeah. But that's going forward. What about yourself, Kieran? I think it's something that PlayStation need. Um, I think they're pushing too many of the same IPs mm-hmm. at the minute, so they do need to bring a wee bit more life into it. Um, especially with everything that's going on in the market at the minute in regards to acquisitions and everything like that. Um... It'd be a good, probably a good game to get into. I just think it's something that PlayStation is potentially missing at the minute for their their genres. Well, even if you think about big multiplayer pushes, the next game by Naughty Dog is going to be the Last of Us Factions. Factions, which was going to be obviously it's just a, like the first game where it was an Adam Mode too. That's a fully fledged multiplayer game, and you have Naughty Dog doing it, which they actually said recently it's their most ambitious ambitious project yet. So. The only thing I don't want to happen in, and this is what happens, by the way, guys, if you look at GTA, the, you get a big, you know, very first party heavy or story heavy, and then, oh, it's very profitable in multiplayer. So if Sony do get the, the taste for multiplayer and they start doing really well from it, will that detract from their single player story focused games, do you think? Or do you think we'll still get that? No, I think we'll still get it. You think? I guess it's, I guess it's just a market that they need to touch into because they haven't already. So. I think they'll build off what they already have with their single player games and have this as an extra asset. Yeah. God and I think it's gonna it's it's gonna launch on PC as well. All these games are. All the multiplayer ones that rely on a multiplayer base player La- base. Last of Us as well? Yes. I don't. There's no way. But that that that's system seller to them, they're like, there'll be no way. It'll come to PC. It will come to PC. At launch. No at launch. I'll bet you right now. We'll put what, fifty pounds on it? Oh, That's pennies to you, mate. <laughs> I, need another, I need another week to think about that one. What do you want about your fucking spending four hundred pounds? Like you're going out of fashion here. Well, Herman Hull said in one of his last meetings that about the exclusives going to PC. He says thing, things like multiplayer that need a player base. They'll they'll be day one. Right, but it's the Last this of Us. Is multi- I don't care. Last of Us is already on PC. What one? Well, it's coming like March. Uh, that in that, so why wouldn't they put that on day one? I know that's single player. I know what you're saying. Uh, you might be right because obviously, with the success of the show, it's gonna be. You know, this is where you go. Do we just want money, or do we want to push console sales so as well? 
So whatever works best. I, 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 I don't think it's a system seller. It depends on what it's like. We don't know what it's I, like. I don't, think, I, don't think it's going, I don't think it's going to be a big system seller. I think they'll need the player base, in my opinion. Sure, surely they'll make more off the player base and what they will sell in their consoles. Look. What do you think? Really? You think that, Kieran? Kieran's with me. So you think, right? Mar- I, I would say the margins on console sales, especially in this day and age. You're thinking wrong. So if you have someone who is predominantly either a PC or an Xbox or a Switch player transfer to PlayStation, not only will they make money on the console, which most of them don't, every game you purchase that they're going to cut off. So it's more about the yep. acquisition for but, the player. But mainly predominant PC player will just buy a PlayStation and just buy the exclusive, that's it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So they're not going to, they think, that's the way Sony think, though. they think, oh, we buy that there, then they'll buy other games. But if you're mainly a PlayStation player, you're not going to buy all the third-party stuff. Like Kieran, he's mainly Xbox. He's not going to buy, you know, uh, fucking Hogwarts or whatever on, he might buy it, like, but he, may, he will probably won't. He'll buy that on Xbox, if you know what I mean. But what if you sign he's up for PS Extra and then now is there a monthly in- income from that? Like, like Kieran, Kieran just says, he bought a PlayStation for Final Fantasy. He didn't buy it for, any, for everything else, for daily use. You're right. You know, that's the reason why he bought it. I think it'll come to PC. We'll see. 50, 50 quid. Fuck it. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if it does. Me and, me, me and Kieran's half work on this, by the way. But if you have to think, if this is going to be... Uh, we'll see. Right, you start going half whack. We're gonna do that then. You do seventy five. Sitting here, sitting here quietly and getting trailed into bed. Fucking good luck getting twenty five quid off Kieran for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Doc Sarschmidt. That's it. <clears throat> Next up, Jeff Grubb from Jam Bomb has mentioned that Ubi has been doing the rounds trying to get purchased the new look. So I wanted to actually say this during the Ubi part, but what do you think? Jeff Grubb's quite, yeah, quite credible. I guess I guess that's probably true. To be honest, most of the stuff that comes out with the show. This is this um, is what brings me back to my point of the I don't see Skull and Crossbones coming out. Crossbones? If they're they right. want to make a bet. Oh this is gonna have him skin. Right. Fifty quid. There, there is what a thing with Ubisoft. Skull and Bones comes out. Oh, it's coming out. There's a thing with Ubisoft and Fafenti. Do you remember Fafenti? Vivendi. Do you just remember this? Vivendi? Studio? It was like an old publisher. Vivendi. Literally Google it, right? And look at the label or the logo. You just remember this. Spell it. Vivendi. V-I-V-E-N-D-I. Right? Vivendi Games or whatever. So these were very big in like the... I believe it was like the 2000s and things. They are buying up shares or they have been trying to buy out Ubisoft or Ubisoft. There's something where Ubisoft... Yeah, so Vendy sells remaining Ubisoft shares after failed takeover. They had been trying to take over Ubisoft by banned shares to have a majority in the company. And this was a real worry for Ubisoft. So that obviously failed. This is going back in 2019. But I remember hearing a lot about this. So this is actually from 2019 here. So Ubisoft finally fends off a Vendy takeover bid through Tencent. So Tencent is a Chinese uh, kind of owned conglomerate Massive. kind of thing they're banned out a lot there's a lot with that because obviously it's communist fucking China banned a lot into the gaming space so why don't they just go to Tencent and get purchased that's what I kind of don't see because obviously Tencent's happily banned everyone who would you like who would and this is kind of the question I was going to ask on the back of it who would buy Ubisoft Microsoft Microsoft I suppose they were laughed out everywhere by the way according to Jeff Grubb Mac, Mac, Microsoft can't do anything at the minute until the Activision is done but 100% Microsoft would buy them 
But the the only thing that I would say about Microsoft at the minute, I think the next thing that they go into as a Japanese developer is going to be their next acquisition. Has to be. Mm-hmm. Think it's going to be a developer or a publisher? I I, publisher? I I think they're going to go for Sega. That's a bold right. move. Bold move, actually. Sega. How much do you think the Sega's worth? Think here. I'd have to go and Google it, mate. Actually, do you know what? I'll go and Google it now and see what they're it's worth. Not, it's not that much. To be further on good terms with Sega, if yeah. you think about their Game Pass and pairing up with them and a lot of the things recently. Mm-mm-mm. So Ubisoft, how much do you think Ubisoft would be worth? Uh, something like nine billion, maybe. Six, six to nine, in between six to nine. Six to nine, At most. Well, you've got Far Cry, you've got the Tom Clancy games. What's their? I'm got Rayman, market cap. Sega's sitting at three point six billion. Yeah, yeah so they're, they're not that at maximum value. Not that bad. Yeah. <clears throat> That would be interesting, but I don't know. Do you think, can you see Xbox buying any more publishers? Do you think after the Activision deal, that's going to be it? Depends how it closes. Depends what way it goes. A lot of I mean, it's still, it's still not a monopoly either way to look at it, like, no. you know. So I think they'll go for um, Platinum Games. Platinum Games? They're independent, aren't they? Yeah. They're very hit and, hit and miss. A lot of their games, like, they're, they'll put out something great and then they'll put out something terrible. Yeah. You know, I think that could be one to go for if they're going sort of Japanese. Okay, moving on. PlayStation Five version seven point to include Discord and cloud streaming for PS Five games. Do we believe it? Yeah, yeah. That was Tom Henderson, owner of Insider Gaming. I believe this. I think it's more than likely going to happen. PlayStation mm. Five streaming. What do we think? Are we thinking it's going to be to the extent of XCloud? What do you think it's going to be? Just on your console, you can stream games. Or do you think it's going to be like software supported on the TVs and so on? Well, somewhere I read it's go- it was more so to try and save disk space for okay. streaming, more so than oh, like the the Game Pass kind of way it has, where you can just kind of stream it quickly, yeah, stream it quickly and and cloud it. Again, we had this conversation last week where not everyone's going to have the connection for it. Yeah. So it's you know, then does it open the point of what Bobby said there of PC? Does it open up PC sort of things? Mm, good like shit, actually. Yeah, PC. Purchase. Game Pass PC sort of thing. That'll be interesting. Does it open up that? So it'd be interesting to see. I wouldn't say I know enough about PlayStation as such, only coming over to the platform to, to sort of talk about it. In, over to what platform? Oh, for you, going to the platform? For, for me, given that I've been away from it for so long, um, it's something that I've only delved into, but I would say it being more like a, potentially like a Game Pass PC for the cloud side of things and things like that. Funny that enough, and I may be wrong in saying this, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. PlayStation were actually the first out of them and Microsoft to do the streaming. PlayStation now yeah. launched before, and they had to stream the year, obviously, your phone and your Vita, for fuck's sake, if you remember this. PlayStation 5 streaming, if it is similar to Xbox, I think it's a good shout in terms of just streaming a quick game before you want to play it on the extra. And then, you know, if it's a game that you just want to play an hour, I wouldn't want to sit and stream a full PS5 game unless it's. I think it's going to come to PC. That's I don't know. I don't think so. You think so? I don't think so. I just the way Sony are. I don't think so. Maybe in the future, down the line. I think Sony, in the future, down the line, they'll have their own uh, storefront. The launch, launcher, yeah. Yeah, storefront. Yeah. Could see it if that happens. So yeah, moving on. Number four, special Nick. 
Gears of War collection still happening. He's a co-founder of Xbox Era. So he had actually put up on his Twitter before that obviously Gears of War collection is happening. He's came back to it recently and says, yes, it's still happening. Now, remember, Gears of War obviously had a remaster done with the last generation. But then if you think they also done that with Halo on the Halo anniversary. So it would be akin to that. But what are your guys' thoughts on the Gears collection? I think it'd be good. Uh, it's definitely something that I would jump into. I think it'd be good. Problem is, is it like what Gears does now? And will it flop in terms of user player base down the line? I don't know. Get, well, yeah, probably. But I see i never done any of the multiplayer stuff. i only ever done the co-op campaign, yeah. which I loved. So I would, play through all, I would play through the three campaigns like again. Thought it was, you, and then maybe maybe add four and stuff into it, like the Master Chief collection done. Yeah, but if they're doing the multiplayer the way the Master Chief does, where it's like you know you can select them all, all mm-hmm. the maps, you know, from all three games, I think that I think that will work. Do you think it'll be the coalition making up? No, the free for free do the Master Chief collection. It was then, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely yeah. balls it up mm-hmm. at the start. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, blurred at the cutscenes. No. I don't think it'll be them. I think they're working on Gear 6 and I think they're working on something else, like a smaller project that's actually coming before Gear 6. I'd be interested, you know, if they actually did 1, 2, and 3 proper remakes, I would happily play it. Now, the question is, do they touch up Gear, Gears 1 or do they do like what they did with the Halo anniversary and just touch one of the games and just up res the rest? I would like to think they would do them all properly, like. But they didn't with Halo, when you think about it. But... Big okay, undertaking. Backlash they got for it. Ge- not- Gear- Gears is better. There you go. And you haven't even played the multiplayer. Well, hopefully you <laughs> do. We can play multiplayer together, mate. I loved it. Yeah. That would be good. Moving on. PS5 with detachable disk drive by the owner of Insider Gaming, IG, Tom Henderson. Supposedly, what they're going to do is they're going to have one SKU for the PlayStation. And what you would do is then purchase an additional disk drive if you want that plugs in via USB. What's your thoughts on that? Makes sense. Because when I was talking a minute ago about the money that they make off consoles, it would probably end up bringing down the value of making the units, which increases the profits. So once again, comes at a lower price point for them than Xbox on the grand scheme of things of the series console. But also when we talked earlier about digital games, this was kind of the things I was looking at going, that's interesting. Do you believe it, Kieran? I've seen something on this about six months ago as well. Yeah, it was reported. Yeah, it was was Uh, was reported. Um, I see them doing it. And the reason why, I I just think the two consoles are going two different ways this year. I think they have two different ideas of what this gen is going to be. I can see that happening in a way of trying to compete with the in between the, the X and the S. Yeah. And it makes it more accessible is yeah. the word that I would use because I think it's been very unaccessible. Mm-hmm. And now with the chip shortage and all gone, it probably makes more sense because it's probably harder to get the disk drives in regards to value. To do something like a detachable drive probably be probably be lower value to be fair, but make them more money. Now, Bobby, I don't believe it's on the digital consoles. Like, we can't just buy... I don't, do you still have your digital PlayStation, Bobby? Yeah. Do you know what? I was actually... Remember, I think a couple of months ago, I was talking about back and forth going buying a disc one again. Oh, they're the games. Don't do it. They're but now, now, uh, now we game share, but don't really have the need to because that was the sort of problem yeah. was buying, having to buy 70 quid games. Yeah. Which I shouldn't have been before, but now we're, we're kind of splitting the costs. 
Yeah, and to be fair, but oh. supposedly it doesn't work on the it won't work on the digital console scoop. But mm. to be fair, it, that surely would just be a quick patch and allow that functionality to work. It should be. I don't see why they would do that. If they it do it, I could see it doing it. But then, well, yeah, because it's only going to benefit. Well, I was going to say it's only going to benefit them, but maybe it wouldn't because then you're the the loss that they made on the digital console of manufacture they made on you buying the digital games, but that by yeah. buying the accessory, then you're there maybe losing the digital storefront purchase that you would have made. Do you know what I mean? So maybe that actually give me a thing, Bobby, where they just don't. If it's Sony, you know, they are awkward as fuck. They are. They could, they could do that. Have you any more thoughts, um, Bobby, that you want to add in? I, I, I don't think the disc drive's going to be cheap. Really? What do you think? I don't know. It's going to be at least 100 quid. That'll just negate the cost from buying a digital place. Yeah, yeah. I think it'll be maybe... You're talking twenty quid difference or something between buying that and the and the disc drive rather than just buying a disc PS5. Yeah. So what they're going to do? They say is just one console and then additional add-on, and that me it actually makes sense because it's a bit of a faff with two consoles at the moment for them. I guess like you have your digital PlayStation, you have your your disc. One offense in that, but you obviously have the Series S and the Series X. But there was issues. I remember at launch was there not, and I may be wrong in saying this, but even getting hold of the series, uh, the digital PlayStation, so there's just so much in demand. I'm not too sure on what kind of the way it would be with manufacturing now. They're still, they're still hard to get on demand. Really? Yeah, so I was looking, you know, I actually made a talk about this, the PlayStations are more in stock now, but the digital ones aren't. Interesting. Because I remember when I got mine, it was pre-ordered. I remember because I told you about the, the pre-order and we got it. And it was like, oh, there's only a few digital. And I put my name down for that. Digital's better. It's just fucking much better looking as well. But look, that'll be interesting, and I think that would said it was going to be sometime like September year, obviously most likely leading up to Christmas. I could see it happening. I think it makes actually, it actually makes sense. It doesn't sound, it sounds silly, and when you think in your head, I think of fucking the Sega CD add-on sort of thing, but it makes Xbox sense. Xbox done it too. P60, they had the HD DVD player. I remember, oh, jeez, remember that? Mm-hmm. And then Sony, obviously. Uh, it's been done like so. Do you know who owns Blu-ray Boys? Colors. No, you've Sony. lost me in movie, movies and stuff. I was going to say Sony, but yeah, Sony. So every Blu-ray that Microsoft make or whatever or buy, Sony get a cut out of that. I believe. <laughs> I hope I'm writing that, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. <laughs> so, like, I believe. <laughs> Moving on. This is one from Bobby that I inputted. Special Nick once again. Platinum Games might be working with Xbox again to try bring back Scalebound, but it is super early. Now Scalebound was very far advanced in its development wasn't it yeah now from what I've seen was it not like a it looked at me in the gameplay like a monster hunter kind of approach in terms of big fucking monsters and you're just fucking running about in an open mm-hmm. world kind of thing is that right in the same Bobby yeah there's like dragons and stuff you can fly and all that kind of stuff and as far as I know there was just a lot of development trouble with it uh, I think Microsoft was forcing them to use the Unreal Engine and they weren't familiar with it or something like that Right. And that kind of led to the downfall of Advanced and I just got cancelled. Just having a quick look. Platinum Games. So we've mentioned them a few times. Now let me see. Platinum Games. Have a wee look. Platinum Games. Game release in order. Okay. So do you think it's going to happen, Bobby? Do you, do you foresee they will rebring this back to development? I think it could. I think it would be a lot of hype around it because there was a lot of people that actually bought an Xbox One for this game. Yeah. I, I, I was excited for this game. I was actually really disappointed when um, it Back in around, I think it was February, there was a lot of tweets going on from uh, the Platinum Games president, mm-hmm. um, quoting or quit, tweeting over to Phil 
but let's do let's do it and all that all that kind of stuff. There was I need I need to try and get the quotes up here, but there was a lot of back and forth. Of, there was a lot of back and forth between that there. Not well, not back and forth because Phil wasn't tweeting back, but. Um, let me see. I'm going to have a look for it here. You have a look. These guys, like I said, they are so up and down on what they release. And I guess obviously it's not the same. Do you maybe making the same one? So you had them in 2009. Mad World, Infinite Space, Bayonetta. Mad World and Bayonetta were really well well made. You had Vanquish, which done well. Metal Gear Rising, mm-hmm. which is well done well. The Wonderful 101, which was decent. Bayonetta 2. But then The Legend of Korra. Transformers, Devastation. Star Fox Zero. And then obviously they've done really well with Near Automata. They've done Astro Chain. Astral Chain. But they have hmm. done as well, guys. Babylon's Fall. <laughs> Fuck me. There was, there was actually a thing recently. One person was playing that online. Yeah, I'd seen that on Steam. Jesus uh, Christ. No, I've actually found the, quote, uh, the tweets here. So, uh, President at Sushi, I'm going to say, mm-hmm. said that uh, Camilla <laughs> has been wanting to work uh, on Scalebound again for a while. Both Kamiya and I are serious. We would lo- lo- really love to work on Scalebound again. I'd like to discuss it with Microsoft properly. Um, Kamiya noted that Scalebound had progressed in a fair way before its cancellation, and it seems pointless for Microsoft just to hold on to that IP and not do anything with it. And then, in quotes again, he tweeted, Phil, Phil, let's do it together. And this was back in February. Okay, but your man... Camille or whatever his name is, he's quite interesting. So he was a director of Resident Evil 2 and Devil May Cry. So well, he done Bayonetta. was very hacky, slashy, like Devil May Cry, but with a dragon that assisted you, to be fair. So he's done actually a lot of the good ones. Okami was him, Bayonetta, Bayonetta 2. He done Scalebound, that was going to be him. But also Resident Evil 1, he was involved. He was involved in Resident Evil 2, he was a director. So he's, he's actually decent, so he did not touch... Your other one there? Fuck, what was the saying there? What's that other game I just mentioned that we were launched? Babylon's Fall. Fall. So he didn't Babylon's do that. Fall. That's what I mean. It's obviously different people involved in it. That would be good. It would kind of be good because it's obviously a bit more of a Japanese published game on Sega or developed game on, on sorry, Xbox. My head's away. Xbox. I think it could work. I think Xbox in 2023 are completely different Xbox 10 years ago. Well, they, so, they had the yeah. likes of Lost Odyssey and all in the 360 year. They did kind of get in, in bed with Japanese developers. So. That'd be nice to see, though, wouldn't it? It'd be good to see that revived. I'd be interested in that. Knowing they've done Devil May Cry, that's the kind of things. So once you look at these people and what they've done in the past, you're thinking, oh, that's interesting to play out. Yeah. So that's on that. I don't think we'll have too much to add on because, I, to be honest, it was 2017. I Off memory, like, I did watch a few clips, but I was like, this is so far gone. <laughs> I cannot remember much about it, apart from a random E3 press conference. Have you anything else to add in, Kieran Bobby? No. Nope. Okay. Guys, so what we're going to do now is move on to listener questions. We have one. If you want to add in or send in any listener questions, send them to readyoppod at gmail.com. And what we'll do is we'll go through them every week. We'll read them if it's good enough or it's not something silly. And what we'll do is we'll talk amongst ourselves. So moving on to this one. This one's from Drunk TJ Hooker. Hello, guys. Great work with the podcast so far. A couple of questions for you all. Firstly, which well-received and reviewed game do you think failed to live up to the hype around it? We'll, we'll actually break up in two parts. Secondly, which achievements or trophies, this is for you, Bobby, which achievements or trophies do you have on your list <laughs> that we do, you would rather remain hidden as they have either been too simple, such as my name is Mayo, or too pervy, such as the achievement, I swear I did it by mistake in Lollipop Chainsaw. <laughs> did you look at this Lollipop Chainsaw he's got, achievement? 
He's got this. I know, one. I, I I know what it is. What is I know it? what it is. What is it? It, it involves uh, looking up the character skirt. <laughs> That's a funny one. Interesting. So I actually haven't got it because I haven't played Lollipop Chainsaw, but a hundred percent would if I did play it. Look at the skirt. I'm looking forward. They're actually doing the remake. Uh, it was announced. So I, I heard that. about that. Yeah, bit of a weird yeah, one. So I'm that? looking forward. It looks cool. Thanks. She's got like a her boyfriend zombie head or something attached to her waist. She's kind of talking and she's going around killing zombies. It looks cool. The free sixty PS for a year had some weird games. Remember the Killer Teddy Bear game as well? Yeah. Fuck me. There was another one. Like something Afro. Something I don't know. I'm getting tired. You can tell. Okay, so. Bobby, we'll start with you. Which rel- well-reviewed game did you not like? One that reviewed well, but you didn't build into the hype? So I thought about it, and I couldn't really think off the top of my head of something that I've, that was well-reviewed that I didn't like. So one I thought of would be Red Dead 2, which is a game that's obviously well-reviewed and stuff, but I fell off of because of the gameplay. It was, just, it was really boring and slow. That would be. And kind of hard, hard to get into. It's just that standard Rockstar kind of gameplay. So that would that probably was, be one for me. That was next level. Like I remember opening doors, even playing recently. It's like, geez, it is a slow. It's a very slow yeah, game. So I think that's why I fell off it. But that would probably be, I can't think of anything else kind of well, well received that I just didn't like. So I'm not mm-hmm. saying I don't like Red Dead, but I fell off it because of that reason. It's animations, mate. They try to make it too realistic. So the animations take too long to yeah. play out. Why don't you <laughs> stop opening doors and stuff and just opening all the things and looking. I, that game is fantastic. You would love it. But yeah, like I, that's actually when I, I could see what you mean. But it's kind of hard when you think about it. Kieran, have you anything to put in? Uh, just probably on that, it would be GTA. Just off the back of what Bobby said there, I think GTA is a game that always gets received well, always one that I go, ah, oh. and then I go, nah, it's just not for me. For really? Hype, even like the eye. I've, I've, always try to play the gta games i'll go out and buy them and within about an hour just go no it's not for me i know i love gta yeah this... i I've, i even tried it there last month sure i bought it again mm-hmm. put it on for an hour done the online bit of it done and then it was just like yeah, the online's rough like to be honest with you it is quite rough to get into story's really good in five though the dive's fantastic yeah really good mine without kind of taking too long on this mine's be this year elden ring elden ring well-received, everyone loving it. Has nothing on Dark Souls. The reason being, look, Elder Ring is... It's like baby's first Dark Souls. It's a lot of open areas. You can run and go where you want. The problem that I would have with it is the best part of it is the Legacy Dungeons, which would just be Dark Souls areas. So you get four of them, I believe. Is that right, Bobby? Four main Legacy Dungeons. Four or five. You don't get very much. They yeah, are... Like they're well-crafted. So basically, they are... Loads of fought into them. They're basically Dark Souls areas that you would go through. But I just didn't care for the open world. And I did maybe burn myself out. Me and Bobby talked about this. I, like I said, I don't like just kind of doing my own thing. I like having a structure. So I ended up getting up a map and it was telling me these little dungeons to go throughout the map. But a lot of those dungeons are similar to what there was in Bloodborne where you have something called Chalice Dungeons. It's just like kind of remodeled enemies, remodeled dungeons i done them all and I burnt myself out. I enjoyed the game when I was doing the main dungeons, which is what I'm talking about, the Dark Souls zones. But apart from that, I just honestly believe, I just don't get why people are saying this is a one of the best games ever created and I'm sitting looking at Dark Souls 1 down in the corner thinking, what are you guys talking about? I just don't get it. I do not understand it. Dark Souls 1 is perfection. Blood, it was probably, oh. if I was to rate them, 
Dark Souls 1, Sekiro, Dark Souls 3, Bloodborne, Dark Souls 2, and then Elden Ring would be last, and then Demon Souls. Maybe, maybe Elden Ring above Dark Souls 2. But that would be on me. And what about achievements, guys? Any weird achievements you've got? Here. Uh, there is one in Guitar Hero 3. I'm actually just trying to get the name of it now, where you feel a song when you're 95% or more through the song. Okay. So, so you've played the song, you're loving life, and then you get to the last 5%, and you absolutely flop the song. Bottle it. And it's... Uh, and that's actually embarrassing because I never played the game any higher than normal difficulty. <laughs> what about you, Bobby? Surely a man with your fucking trophy list has some. I reckon I probably have close to over 50 games anyway mm-hmm. that I've played just for achievements or trophies. I um, thought you loved Bobby's Dreamhouse. I thought that was something that you really wanted to get for it. He mentioned My Name is Mayo, which I've beat My Name is Mayo 1, 2, and 3. Oh, wow. And you literally have to tap the button, the X button or the touchpad 10,000 times. They're all getting removed from PlayStation, aren't they? Those type of games? There's word about it, but I don't don't know if I will or not. Uh, There's them ones. I've beat all them there. Uh, I've beat... There's a lot of ones called ZJ the Ball. Right. Which is like a a minute or two minute platinum. Uh Uh-huh. On Xbox and Windows. It's kind of like a cheat. You can play them both and get double the achievements. So there's ones called like Butterfly, Butterfly 2, and Synchro Hedgehogs. So I've done all of them. So, so you're a man who a brags about your the games that you beat but and your trophy list, but for all we know, they're filled with fucking IMAO and Windows. <laughs> no, I do beat a lot of a lot of proper games, get a lot of proper platinums and stuff, but there is a lot. If I see one that'll take me over, there's like a five minute thousand G or five thousand G in twenty minutes. I'll get it. Fair play. Look, you're the only actual person I know that does trophies and achievements. I know uh, a few podcasts I listen to love them. Fair play to you. So I couldn't. I think he'd get the achievements, mate. I just see was like play the game again. I'm like, fuck off. No chance. It's it's addictive because I find myself now before I even play a game, I'll be looking, looking at the trophy list or the achievement list. I know it see. is like fair play, though. That's it's kind of ruined. It's ruined in a way. It's ruined me in a way. Like. Were you doing that from launch of like the no three sixty? I, I only really started doing it properly maybe a couple of years ago. Interesting. Um, but it's like it's ruined me because I can't even play PC properly because I don't like Steam achievements, so I won't play stuff on Steam. Yeah, I know you always yap about things it. like that. So yeah, so it is annoying. Sounds it. I was thinking about me and I, like, and I searched this. This is not a trophy, but I thought it actually might be on. Maybe it's on PlayStation, but if it was on PlayStation, it'd be on Xbox. On Metal Gear Solid 2, there is, when you go to the rooftop, there's pigeons that shit in the floor and you can slip on it. And I believe you can shoot the pigeons. And I think you can get a a trophy from that. If you can't, I've been shooting pigeons anyway, just to kind of put it out there. But I believe that was the only trophy that I could remember. And I don't even think it was a trophy. All I know is like murdering pigeons and fucking Metal Gear. It sounds like it probably could be a trophy, to be honest. It, may, it would make sense as a trophy. But uh, that lollipop chainsaw one's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Great one no doubt they'll, they'll, they'll put it in again. They'll have to. Why don't you, like drunk TJ Hooger, tell us about your story and what I'll do is I'll read it on the next week's episode. Apart from that, guys, that is a wrap. That is a long-ass podcast for us on our third episode. Before we wrap up, what we'll just do is kind of go through each other's handles and kind of things like that. But like like I just said, if you want to send in a question, readyuppod at gmail.com. If you want to follow us, follow us on TikTok where we post our weekly clips plus ones that we started making at Ready Up Pod, same as YouTube. 
you can follow us each you can follow me on lethal players at tiktok i don't really post that much i'm all in kind of ready ready up now you can follow bobby at take it away bobby uh axel boom on twitter and professor boom axel on tiktok mm-hmm. and kieran uh, mine's is ace viper four four five five across all the channels you can see a, a lovely video we made with gandalf clip of me as gandalf uh, my my only tiktok bye folks see you next week take care bye now